What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. You in here with new, the Bruce new, Wayne new, of this new, ish. New world order. The kings of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamus. And you're in the desert storm bunker with EWF, every woman's fantasy, none other than every woman's fantasy, and the whole effing show, the black Moses of this the leader of the best edutainment here on YouTube, the CEO of Fixes Bindings, Fixes Binds LLC, the Unbinder, the Undebatable, the Black Moses, the Deliverer, the You Are Delivered. All right, and also CGAC got a lot and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube, the Undisputed. And my microphone seems far away from me today. I don't know what is happening here. All right, so anyway... We got a great show for you lined up. We got edutainment on the docket right here because from Frisco to Maine all the way to Spain, there's no better show here on YouTube for men and for women because there are some women out here taking a look at my chocolate skin and want to be a part of the 52-point program where we inspect, we expect we change that oil and all of that stuff. They're here too. Do me a favor, enter the stream and hit the like button. And all of that stuff. Today's topic, men are the true romantics. Men are the true lovers when it comes to this romance game. And I'm going to tell you why. The subheading is something I coined called men are in love, women are in business. If you are any other content creator, say that. They got that for sure from CGA. Men are in love, women are in business. We're going to break down why it is the men who are the true romantics. And I'm going to also tell you, this is almost always not a good thing. It's not a good thing, and I'm going to tell you why later on in the show. We are often told that women are the true romantics, all right? Women are the true lovers, but that is going to be a myth, and I'm going to break down why that, in fact, is a myth with many, many excellent points. And if you need to take notes, go ahead, all right? Now, remember, this show is not about debating. This is my opinion, and I'm right. All right. And I don't care if you disagree. It ain't even my problem, and it's not something that I don't worry about. I don't lose sleep over it. Now, if you want to have a show with an open panel where you can voice your opinion, go somewhere else. But you can also disagree in the comment section, which I'm not going to look at, but that's neither here nor there. But this is not a show about debate. Remember, this is not my opinion. This is me telling you what the truth is, and this is the undisputed truth. This is why they call me the King of Kings. All right, this is teaching. We're teaching you and we're teaching you the real. We're breaking the program of the boomers. We're breaking the program of the hopeless romantics. We're breaking the programming of Disney and all of these other places that have taught you how to love and what romance is. We're also going to tell you what romance actually is. It's equivalent to pornography and it is damaging to your brain. We're going to show you that and much, much more. We have doom and gloom CGA straggle and sniggle theater is definitely going to be on the way. We do have an update on Miles Bridges and Damian Lillard. And we got some custody wars going on to update you about. And much, much more. So sit back, relax. And if you're at your job, go ahead and chill. Hopefully, well, we have to hit you with a chill. Go ahead and chill for a minute. 
But uh, remember to hit the like button and hide your screen from the human resource department, ladies, that are going to come down and check to see if you're still chained to your desk. Do not get fired listening to CGA. We don't want that to happen here. And if there are any normie fat secretaries or executive assistants, make sure you hide your screen and turn the volume down while you're at your job. If you're on your commute on the West Coast, shout out to y'all throwing up the W, all right, and all of that stuff. Shout out to the people on the West Coast. But buckle up, man. This is going to get you through your workday that much faster. And trust me, there's no other show on YouTube right now. I know you're going to be like, man, this guy's just going to talk for three and a half hours. Yes, I am. And you're like, well, I'll go check for some better content. Trust me. Trust me. There's nothing else on. (laughs) There's nothing else on YouTube. Not even the people, not not even your favorite content creators other than I have even scheduled a video to drop. They've already dropped their video. All right. They already at lunch on the East Coast. They've already dropped their video for the morning. (laughs) All right. Anyway, shout out to everybody on the West Coast. Hey, to contribute to the day show. Dollar sign, the notorious CGA on a cash app. Bimmo is Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me. Backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel when you can super chat on the notorious CGA channel. And I'm going to get to the earlier contributors to the day show. I forgot to tell you a story yesterday, though. I just realized that. I was like, I was going to tell you a story and I forgot. But maybe, maybe, maybe with all the things I have today, we definitely might be able to sneak it in. Albert Wesker says, XXs don't love you. They only love what you provide. Ladies be like, this is so not true. Hey, ladies, I know you're going to be in here. All right. Somebody's at work. It's probably uh, Texas in the building. Shout out. The women are going to be like, this is so untrue. I'm going to teach you about yourself, ladies. Ladies, I'm going to teach you about yourself. If you're under 55 years old and you're a woman, I'm going to teach you everything about yourself that you don't even know about yourself yet. And if you're under 30, Please, please, ladies, you're under 30. Please do not even open your mouth in class. Your job is to sit here and listen. You have no opinion. Well, I'll take that back. You have an opinion, but you have no valid opinion. You cannot go against the king of kings here. Okay, whatever you believe, you don't even know who you are right now, by the way. You don't even know who you are, and that's an absolute fact. And any woman that's uh, around the age of 50, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you who you are. I'm going to instruct you. And I'm going to be right. I know you. All right, shout out to you. Shout out to MC Hamster says, romance is prawn for XXs. And he says, coach, spitting hot fire, 100%. All right. Freeman says, it is the year. Here's to the year of the muskrat. All right, shout out to the Millie Mouth muskrats out here. Yikes. All right, that, that muskrat that's uh, throwing that one dude, FTX dude, under the bus. Oh, she looks despicable. She she's looks despicable. Shout out to the, uh, Andre. You changed your name. 416 Reformed. He says, the hope strategist going to be irate. <laughs> he says, yo, son, chill. That, yes. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Yeah, we'll tell you about hopeless romantics because there are some hopeless romantic ninjas out here. Um, Ruben Stutter shaped. Looking like ninjas. You know, you know those Ruben Stutter looking dudes? Yeah, those hopeless romantic dudes. You know, he's oblong shaped. He ain't worked on himself at all. <laughs> Ruben Stutter probably watching this like, why you got to bring me into this? But you know, he got big old glasses, bifocals. He be smiling and all of his gums, the black and the, the, black and the pink gums be showing. And the ninja be smiling, showing his teeth. Niggas all- you know who I'm talking about. You know this guy. You know this guy. 
He's a hopeless romantic. He's a hopeless romantic. Let me pull him up. Let me pull him up. Just so you can see. These type of guys going to be irate. You know what I mean? And they ain't got no thumbnail picture. They ain't got no avatar ass ninja. All right. Here, here we go right here. Ninjas like this, right? These guys going to be butthurt ass ninjas today. <laughs> All right. Where when he smiled, look, these ninjas right here, you know, they be having a beard and they be super duper lined up. They do anything and everything but lose some weight. You know, they got a pack of hot dogs on the back of their neck. These type ninjas. Where the back of their neck look like a whole pack of hot dogs. These type ninjas, right? You know, they got the fresh clothes. They tailor be on point. They shoes be clean. You know what I mean? They do every damn thing but lose some weight. These ninjas. <laughs> they going to be hot at my presentation. They absolutely disgusted. All right, but anyway, <laughs> you know, they got the big shiny suit ass ninjas. You know what I mean? They suit be looking like it's made out of a damn uh, eight piece curtain set. And you're like, yo, man, listen, if you actually got your life together type ninja, you know what I mean? You actually would probably be able to do something else but be a hopeless romantic type. <laughs> All right, anyway, let me let me stop. All right, anyway, shout out to my brothers there, you know. My Omega Sci-Fi overweight ninjas in the building. Hey, shout out to y'all brothers. I, I like, you know, it is what it is. Right? <laughs> oh, man, look, man. Hey, listen. Hey, I'm just, I, hey, brothers, I'm just, I'm here. I'm here for you, man. Even if you are, if you are this guy, I'm with you, brothers. I'm with you. And he probably got a fedora type ninja. Okay, where are you at? Okay, let me stop. Let me stop, man. We love all kinds here. We accept everybody here. There's nobody, nobody. We don't hate anybody. We don't hate anybody here. We accept them all. Come as you are. Ladies and gentlemen, come as you are. I got something to help and heal you. But we will make fun of you type ninja. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. yes. Okay, let me get back to the show. We already off the rails. Shout out to our brother, Andre416, the hope, the hope strategist, going to be irate. Indeed, shout out to Daniel McGee says leveraging options make my life easier. Indeed, I'm going to get to Reverend X in a minute because he's going to show up really quick. Shout out to Rational Irrationality says woke 304s in the U.S. are done. Send them to the Gaza. Oh, the girl math girls. All right, those two. Yeah, that those those are some done ass ninjas. Where are we at? We got our brother here, uh, James Davis. Shout out to you. Thank you for the contribution again and again. And John Stewart says, Coach, thanks for all you do, brother. Much love. We hear. And that might have been from yesterday, but we'll reread them. We'll reread them. Shout out to our brother Stiliano says, Philly, you're here, Coach. Appreciate you. One love. Shout out to everybody in Illy, Philly, Philadelphia over there. Shout out to Roderick M in the building. Whoa. Slow down. Slow down. I didn't see it. And he doubled up out here. I appreciate you, Brother Roderick Miller. Lord have mercy. You don't have to do this, but I appreciate when you do. He says, tuition, keep speaking the truth. Listen up, man. Let me your ear. Stop and stare. All right, man. Dang, brother. I appreciate you, Roderick Miller, for doubling up. I'll give you another one, man. All right. Shout out to everybody. And look, just because you have a fedora, I, I was just using it as a, it's okay to wear fedoras. I know people are going to be like, should I throw away my fedora? No, I like fedoras. I'm, I just, fedoras don't work for me. All right, but I love them. They just don't work for my, 
there's a reason why I'm not going to say it because I refuse to divulge my weaknesses. (laughs) All right. But uh, anyway, at some particular point, I'm going to have to wear a hat everywhere I go. All right. Because this headphone is compressing my skull. All right. The skull fat on the top of my head is being pressed in by this headphone that I've been wearing for five years. And I have a lumpy head. My head would have been all right. But this headphone, I have social media content creator headphone head. So I'm going to have to wear hats. I have a natural, I have a dent in my head now. Now the dent will come out if I stop wearing these headphones for a year. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Shout out to your brother here, Terrence Holloman. He says, thank you for your wisdom. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. And thank you for listening. Kalen Ferguson doubles up early in the morning. All right. And he says right here, what's up, coach? My Doyers got eliminated early in the postseason again. I must admit, they have been the biggest playoff disappointment in any sport the last decade. To only have one championship during this time is a joke. You can't, he says, you can give them the buzzer. Shout out to the Dodgers. I love the Dodgers, man. I, I was a, been a Dodger fan since at least 1987. Okay, 1987, 1986, growing up in Southern Cal. Sad to see what the Dodgers have become. Sad. Absolutely tragic. I mean, you got swept. They win 100 games and be never winning a championship. They are the, they are the Buffalo Bills of the, the Major League Baseball. They are the Buffalo Bills of Major League Baseball. And somebody said Kershaw is a joke. His playoff performances are disaster. Disastrous. Now, I will give him a pass. The Houston Astros did break that ninja when they was cheating, hitting on the side of the trash cans, right? They broke. I don't think, I don't think um, there's two pitchers that have not recovered since um, since the Houston Astros cheating scandals. They broke Kershaw. They, he's never been the same since that. And then the other dude was, I can't remember his name, but there was an Asian dude that was pitching for the Dodgers. He was like, a, I think he was a starter. And it was like a pivotal game in the World Series. They broke that ninja. What's his name? What's the dude's name? They broke his ass. He don't play for the Dodgers no more, though. I can't remember his name, but uh, anyway, somebody will say it in the chat. He said they dodging championships. Tragic. But uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, they broke Kate Ker- uh, Kershaw. He's, he's forever broken. But anyway, shout out to Kalen says, I always knew. Uh, yeah, Hugh Darvish, that guy. Uh, the Astros broke that ninja soul. <laughs> right? <laughs> shout out to the man. Broke that ninja. Remember, it was like a game. It was like a pivotal game. And then he came out and broke his whole soul, fam. He ain't never been the same. Hugh Darvish. Look him up. Yeah, broke him. Anyway, it's not. Oh, shout out to Hideo Nomo. You really going back. But anyway, Dodgers are garbage. Shout out to um, Kalen says, always knew that relationships between men and women are never going to be equal. But after watching you coach break down, break down what Beyonce said to Jay-Z, about not being able to give him what he gave her was astounding. Without men, women would have nothing or anything. And that's the truth. It is the truth. Anyway, Hideo Nomo ass ninjas out here. Shout out to all the Major League Baseball fans out here. You guys are enjoying a great postseason. All right, I should have did some updates on the sports channel, but I didn't. Shout out to Pro Mansplainer, Coach. He says, Coach, I think the main reason... Men can't re- really respect XX's opinion is that they live their lives on easy mode, at least 
on layaway, then out of the box. He says, at least on layaway, then out of the box. Okay, easy mode, at least on layaway, then out of the box. Yeah, but I know, but, you know, women do have some things that they go through, and they'll tell you. Uh, they have some trials and tribulations and things that make life harder for them. They'll say, we have to push a baby through a peen hole. You know what I mean? They just be like, saying things. Anyway, anyway. Where are we at here? Manuel says, here's your espresso coach. That means it's time to get on with the show. All right, did I get everybody? I did. Hey, do you agree? You know what? I should put up a poll. I wish I could only ask women a poll question because the four women that are here, I wish I could ask you. There'll be about 15, there'll be like 1,500 women in here in a minute. The show's just starting. But do you believe you live life on easy mode? I know most guys are going to say, do women live life on easy mode? I believe they, they do. Women are going to say no. Okay, but women, you, you guys got to eat. Well, at least in Western, the Western Hemisphere, in North America, essentially, especially the United States, you got, women don't realize how easy their lives are. It's kind of not my problem, though. But, yeah, they live life on easy mode. It is. I mean, it's just true. But, look, let me get to doom and gloom, and we'll go get into this show in a minute. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, hey, do, do, I don't know if you guys have noticed that the NWO has new, been new, new, busy new world order. in the last couple of years. They've been busy since you guys put them in power, thanks to everybody that voted in the NWO in 2020. New, and I'm not new, just talking new, about new, the new United States. Order. I'm talking about worldwide. You guys have done a good job to put yourself under control. Yes. New, 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 new world but order. nonetheless, it's pretty much over with. I can't do anything about it. We just can hope to contain it. At this point, but the world is breaking out into war. Expect more of this to come. But let's take a look at what the NWO has planned for you. This is, I'll let them, I'll let them speak on what this is. This is the world's first food made from plastic waste. Biotechnologist Dr. Joanna Sadler helped create this vanilla ice cream using a process that turns bacteria and enzymes into vanillin, the molecule that gives vanilla its flavor. However, the project, designed by Eleonora Ortolani, is not yet ready for human consumption. It's been created to start a debate on the future of food and the plastic pollution crisis. So for the time being, woke ice cream is off the menu. Well, it, it won't be, it will be here <laughs> at the rate. She looked German, by the way, and you know anything about those Germans. They're probably ahead of the curve in technology. All right. Uh, and this is undeniable. They've been the way this way for a long time. New, 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 new world order. Uh, but anyone want uh, toxic plastic waste ice cream? Anyone? Well, it doesn't matter if you want it. That's what you'll get. You'll get what you get, and you won't throw a fit. You will get some plastic waste. You will get plastic waste. Where is it at? Where is the beach that they show? Yes, this is what you... Hey, guys, we're headed here. They're telling you that's what you're going to get. Hey, this is going to be great for the environment. Eat some plastic waste ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> this is the world's first food made from plastic waste. Biotechnologist Dr. Joanna Sadler helped to create this vanilla ice cream using a process that turns bacteria and enzymes into vanillin, ah, the molecule vanillin. that gives vanilla its flavor. Vanillin? However, the project designed by Ella... Yeah, that's a German, all right? She's looking very Aryan right there. All right, boy, if you don't know anything about science or science... Uh, over in Germany, they don't care. They ain't got no morals over there. 
right? The morality is really low. All right. So they don't give a shit what they, they like, look, we doing the science. I don't give a shit. All right. But it is what it is over there. But I, ooh, I like them Aryan looking Viking broads. All right. Yeah. I could do well over there, over in Finland and all of that. But anyway, all right. Whoa. What are we doing here? Slow down on the vanillin. What else are we eating? You're already eating plastic food and eggs and cheese. Have you ever seen your cheese? Like, what is this cheese that they're feeding you? You ever see it? It's all in a plastic bag. It don't mold. It don't mold. It just spoils every now and then if you keep the bag not sipped. They be like, this is Mexican cheese. All right, then you open the cheese. You take the cheese. You put it in your skillet, and it barely melts. Like That cheese looked plastic to me. But anyway, it's just. You <laughs> did just plastic ass every goddamn thing out here. It's crazy. All right, but they're trying to tell you, man, eat Z-Bugs. And it's not, a, it's, not an, oh, it's not a conspiracy theory. But speaking of, somebody wants some money. Ring the bell right here on the Microsoft, holy mackerel. Imagine waking up and the IRS says you owe us $29 billion in back taxes. Oh, yeah. Oh, the humanity. Uh, but that's what happened to Microsoft. They flipped around and found out why they hired 20,000 IRS agents and armed them with automatic weapons. Yikes. This is one hell of a wake up call right here. Oh, man, I think we're in some interesting times. Let's read the article. <laughs> Let's read the article. This is weird. This is happening. All right, my article. Come on, Forbes. I already pay you monthly. Just give me the article. Come on, man. What are y'all wiping the article off? Look at this. Oh, they trying to get my show already. New, 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 new world order. This is a disgrace. All right, Forbes, I already paid you. Come on, man. I pay you a monthly fee. IRS hits Microsoft with a $29 billion back tax demand. Yikes. I got money. Punch back at your boy, Bill Gates. He's not a part of Microsoft anymore. Well, maybe just in theory, Microsoft revealed in a filing Wednesday that the IRS is seeking an additional tax payment of $28.9 billion in addition to penalties and interest for allocating profits made uh, allocated profits made between 2004 and 2013. A demand the tech giant is willing to go to court to fight if an administrative appeal is unsuccessful. And the appeal, which will be conducted through the IRS, is expected to take several years. The tax payment demand being demanded by the IRS is derived from concerns the agency has with how Microsoft allocated profits among subsidiaries in different countries and tax jurisdictions between 2004 and 2013. Indeed, God damn. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Microsoft argues in the filing that its corporate structure has changed since the years covered by the audit, so the issue raised by the IRS aren't relevant to its current practices. Taxes paid by Microsoft under the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, a 2017 tax code overall overhaul could decrease the final tax owed by the company by up to $10 billion. All right, wait a minute. Let me look at the number. Okay, so, okay, all right. So they are saying they might owe about $18 billion. All right, Microsoft said in the filing, and Microsoft is prepared if it ends up having to pay the back taxes, noting it's an income tax. Uh, contingencies are adequate at the end of September and that it doesn't anticipate a significant change to its tax contingencies for the IRS demand within the next year. So it sounds like they're going to go... Um, 
they're going to go basically like we're just going to we're just going to raise the funds for that. No biggie. All right, we'll get it. We'll get it down. Let's knock it down 10 bill and we'll pay it up. All right, 18 bill. Let's square up. Let's negotiate. We'll do it. You're you're not really counting certain things. It's going to take a year. While it's a year, they'll raise the funds and pay it off. All right, but uh, as far as I know, Bill Gates ain't part of Microsoft like that no more. So uh, maybe Bill Gates then told them that their subsidiaries, if you know anything about companies, they have shell companies, subsidiaries that are not in the actual name of the company. A lot of times they'll take losses and they'll pass them on to those companies in order to keep the health of their main company healthy so that you can get investors and stock uh, people can invest in your company, right? So the main company doesn't take as many losses. They use the other companies to write off losses and hide other things and they have them in other countries that have tax penalties or tax code differences that necessarily don't apply to America. But then IRS says, nope, that's an American company. It's quite convoluted, but you know, new, 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 they work in overtime. They work in overtime around here. And they just so protect your neck when it comes to these people. All right. So that's doom and gloom for the day. And we'll get on with the rest of the show. Anyway, anyway, interesting times, huh? You think you have problems. I always tell you, man, people have problems on here, around here that you would not want to inherit. Imagine you get a bill like that, bro. You get a bill like that, you like, oh, shit, man. Listen, being an entrepreneur is not all what it's cracked up to be. But yeah, all they are doing is moving money around. They'll just go over here and say, let's get our money up over here. We'll pay the bill. We owe you. Okay, we owe you. I would be like, I don't owe you shit, and I would have skedaddled. All right, but then I would be in jail. <laughs> All right, CGA the CPA. Yeah, man, I'm going to tell you, bro. I ain't, That ain't not my strong suit. <laughs> that ain't my strong suit. Uh, anyway, I don't even know what's going on with when it comes to these things. I'm ignorant. Plus, I don't have a job. What are we doing here? 29 bill in taxes? Woo-wee! All right, shout out to our brother, no government name, says, I don't know if it's stated or you stated this before, but the term incel is overused. He says the incel cannot have intercourse due to health issues. Really? I didn't know that. He says, there are men who beat on women and have families. Also, there are men who have families but still are called incels. The incel term is something I don't understand. You know, I know that, they, they try to make them part of the manosphere and all of that stuff. And I suppose they are, but I haven't done a deep dive of understanding what it is and what it means. Because like you said, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, these terms are used as a pejorative, as a negative and the meaning gets lost. Right. So that's what happens. Like red pill, the true meaning of it is completely lost. Similar to uh, incel narcissists, what what is the definition now? It's been lobbed against people as a negative that you can't even determine what it is, uh, because a person will be called an incel. They'll they'll have kids and have been married. Virgin at this point, virgin is another word that is not necessarily used as a positive anymore. It's used as a negative. You a virgin, and you're like I'm sitting here. I definitely have children, so I don't know what you're talking about. Definitely was married. Definitely. So these are some of the things that have been lost in translation, mainly because it's been used as a means to belittle mostly men 
and all of that. That's the same thing as hoe for women. The true definition is lost, and I did an entire stream. Oh, she's a hoe. No, a hoe gets paid. That is the basic definition. The woman has to get paid for this type of activity. This is why she was labeled this, because it was a warning system for men. It was a warning system. Oh, so that girl gets paid for her services. Now, this one's a skeezer or a slut. She doesn't get paid. <laughs> so these are all warning systems. But again, I digress. Yeah, misogyny is another one. That's the definition's lost. Because whatever you don't like is misogyny. That's typically what it is. Shout out to our brother, Jason Lydell, he says, started wearing earbuds to get rid of that flat spot. Oh, start wearing earbuds to get rid of that flat spot on the top of your milk dud ass head. All right, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Then I'll have to wear a hat for a year and earbuds. Perhaps if I wear my hair hat backwards, I get more views. But that's actually, yeah, you're, that, that's a good point. I never thought about that. You're right. Shout out to Macaroni Tony breaking news. Due to recent comments, Brother Greg is banned from the Essence Fest, the Mount Zion Fish Fry, and the Deaf Poetry Slam and Carnival Cruises. Oh, I'll have to take that punishment. And I'm banned from a whole bunch of community activities, possibly black churches too. I've been banned for black churches too. Definitely Creflo Dollars uh, churches. Shout out to Rio Big Buck. He says three people I don't F with. And he says that's the I, the Ara, and the S. I always say, whatever they say you owe, you owe. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's all I say. If they came in here and with a note and said you owe 200 G's, okay. Can I get a payment plan? Mm. <laughs> and I will get my ass to work, okay? What are we doing here? I'm going to work. Anyway, yo. All right, there, what does they say? There's only two certain things, death and taxes. Jesus. Shout out to YouTube Trash Talker says, the barbarians are at the gate. They hear, brothers, they hear. And in many cases, in many cases, they are already doing a hatchet job here on America. Okay, let's get the Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's go. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, we got it going on here. What is the first straggle and sniggle thing that we're going to deal with? Oh, we have a woman that's going to do this, is kind of going to prove that men are the hopeless romantics. Let's listen to this little tweet here, and this is a real tweet. It says right here, uh, ignored this person four years ago and just saw. He'd been to four countries already enjoying my dream life. And here I am stalking his account at this hour and thinking, why did I ever do that? He's quite handsome, too. I just noticed. What oh, happened? my goodness. Where did all the men go? What did, I actually been telling you that 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 is something that certainly works in today's world because women can stalk your profiles and see your lifestyle. One of the benefits of the free agent lifestyle is I always tell people. Show what you do. Show what you live. And yes, people will be watching. Women do watch, and they like, that's the life I want to live. Unfortunately, they missed the boat. Rock the boat. Rock the boat. Work the middle. Work. Hey, noob. Hey, hey it's, it's okay. Hey, you're going to have to have me out here on the island, styling and profiling out here. 
and then you can get them on a cheap. Then they become cheaper out here. They become real cheap out here. But when we talk about hopeless romantics and that men are in love, women are in business, and that it is men that are the true romantics, this is an example. And, of course, one of the comments here, it says, when you're up, the vultures come out. <laughs> oh, yeah, when you up, Ninja, I'm telling you, man, when you up, I don't care if you. this is your ex. I don't care if this is your baby mama. I don't care if it's the women that turned you lot turned you down. I don't care if it's the women in the life bring confusion and shit. So like Nina when New Jack's I'll cancel that bitch. Look at me. This is the life I chose. Niggas around me so cold that my heart don't froze. I build the empire on the low. The narcs don't know I'm the weatherman. I bet that well, all right, anyway. I messed it up. But anyway, guys, when you actually get leverage and options, leverage and options. Leverage and options. Leverage is building the life that many people want. Uh, many people want to live themselves, and most people cannot get to it. They will not get to it because they cannot get out of their own way. When it comes to women, it is very simple. You want to make them as jealous as possible. <laughs> make they ass look at your life and be out here. You a window shopper. Every day, watching my life on drive-by. Bitch, you a window shopper. Make her ass a window shopper of your life. And then ask her, can I get in? That's how she be like, can I get in your life? Can I get a piece of your life? Oh, no, baby, you can't get a piece of this. You can't get a piece of it. You don't qualify no more. And this is what the free agent lifestyle is. You got to show, man. We, we, women have to see. And then the best part of it is the women that you that start seeing you, they don't qualify. Somebody said it. Success is the best revenge. Success is a dish served cold. You don't have to say nothing. You and, and, and gentlemen in America, you can go from broke and dusty to winning. Let me let me just put this up. Here's a blue chip. Do you know? I want to see if you guys want this right here in our world today, because everybody be like, hey, listen, in our world. We have these terms, top 20 percent, top 5 percent, top 1 percent. Can I ask you a question here? What income would you have to have or what net worth would you have to have in order to be considered in the top 20 percent? What income do you think you have to have in order to be considered in the top 20%? What do you think the income is? I, I, let's go back. The top 10%. Let's change it. I know I messed up. Now, the, now it's going to be messed up. And the top 10%. Let's go to the top 10%. This is only in America, right? Shout out to my brother here. Only in America. This is the benefit of America. Let me switch it up. The top 10% earners. So I'll wait a couple seconds. What income would you have to have to be in the top 10% of earners? I know I switched it. So I'm going to show you what income. Now, I don't want anybody to say, why are we doing this? Are we doing this to earn women? No, I'm just telling you, you're doing it to earn leverage. The top 20, sorry, I keep messing it up. The top 10% of earners earn an average income of one. $167,639. $167. $167. Now, I want you guys to understand 
that there are men who make that average income and two years ago, they probably made $50,000 or they probably made $50,000 five years ago. Now they're in that income bracket. Top 10% is 167, which for some people sitting here watching my show, you might think that is low. You might think that is really, that's all. Yes, that's all. And, and that number is going higher because of Biden, Biden, what is it called? Biden economics. That number is going to go higher. But it's not that much in terms of what you think is the impossible. And at that point, you make more than 94% of American women. You make more than 89%, obviously 90%, 89% of Americans in general. That includes men and women. But you make 94%, you make more than 94% of American women once you hit that spot. Biden, Bidenomics, Bidenomics is what it's called. To be top 5% earner, top 5%, $335,000. Well, actually $3,035. $335,891. Top 5%. That's not, even, that's not a half a million dollars. Guys, I know people who make that. I know people who make that. To be the top 1%, the elite in America, the elite is going to be less than a million. Now, that's pretty, that's pretty lofty right there. You're going to need a lot of major income sources right here. But top 5%, 335,000. Top 10% earner. So here's the thing. I know people are going to be like, listen, well, we're not doing it. We're doing it. We're not doing this for women. I'm telling you, this is for purely leverage and options. Leverage and options. Okay, that's all. Now, once you get there, you will figure out now that you're armed with the, the shield of the free agent lifestyle. Once you get there, you're armed with all the information you need to protect your neck. Yeah, but your bills are going to go higher. Let's get back to Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Straggle and Sniggle Theater here. What do we got here? Uh, We have a, oh, man, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can show this on YouTube, but I'm going to give it a shot. Instagram showing it, but, of course, I've seen I've seen beef curtains on Instagram recently. Remember, I was the first one to warn you that you will start seeing areola and nipples on Instagram, and I was right. Who remembers when I predicted that? Like, I told you we're going to go there, and people were like, nah. I said, you'll start seeing Areola on Instagram. And we, we got there, all right? Now, they're showing, there's a video somebody shared with me on Locals of a woman in the gym with her shorts pulled to the side, but the piece leave, the taco was sort of hidden. But outside of that area, she left her meat curtains out. It's on Instagram. I cannot show that on YouTube. But it's on IG. I still have the tab saved. And it has not been reported. It has not been pulled down. But her meat curtains are hanging out. And I'm like, yo, we this is crazy. But I can't show you that. Maybe I can show it on Locals. I'll show it on Locals. Yeah, it's on Locals. But uh, show, join me at CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. 
But check this out right here. Let's show you this right here. This is uh, somewhere while Passport Bros are doing what they do. Shout out to the Passport Bros. Apparently, we know why y'all going over there. And there's no limit over there. So check it out. This is definitely an American Passport Bro. And he a nasty boy, too. Oh, that's nasty. All right, he going over there. What you doing over there, bruh? And he's showing his teeth. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. All right, let's take a look here. Uh, here it is. Wait a minute. Oh, look. Okay. Oh, they didn't froze it up on me. They know. New, 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 new world Oh, uh, look at this. Wait, what in the world? Wait, hold up, ma'am. Look at this. Na boy, women are nasty. They truly are the nasty gender. What? Oh, it's a uh, boy. She said it's big to pause. What, what in the hell is this? Little piece of what in the oh man, this is great. That's why the passport bros, y'all nasty some of them. Look at it. What? Oh my goodness, she ain't got no shame. Uh, <laughs> this is sexual assault, ma'am. We can't show that. Granny, she said, wait a minute, she said to wrap you in. Oh no. My warm embrace. Oh man, Granny. And I make it last forever, yes, babe. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. Now, I want to let y'all know. I want to ask y'all something. Who hitting that still? Mm. Who hitting that? <laughs> Ninjas is definitely still hitting. Yeah, that brother's starving. You didn't took your passport flight over there. You got your passport. You didn't paid off your child support. Y'all still hitting that. Y'all still hitting granny. What are you doing, grands? And she called everybody. This is no shame, man. Boy, we really are primal. All right. And she very munchy cheap. She like she like a little spinner monkey. Little spider monkey granny over here. And look, he's showing his teeth. He happy. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. What in the world? Look at how happy he is about this. Boy, men truly are the victims of harassment out here. Boy, we got it bad. He happy as hell. Look, and she like, give me some of that. Give me some of that. I want some. And she said it was actually big, that little piece of millimeter Peter out here. Oh, she's starving out here. She really starving. <laughs> Granny on that carousel. And she probably 150, 11 years old. <laughs> she, probably, <laughs> she probably 150, 11 years old. And she out here trying to get a piece of that. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> all right, older women are a little frisky out here. Older women are a little frisky. This is absolutely crazy. Older women are crazy. Yep, he tur she, they turned that camera off, and he went in there. He was like, let me take you in here, little spider monkey. Flipped her upside down, smacked it up, flipped it, rubbed it down. Somebody said it's beer compared to Asians. I know. That little millimeter, Peter, she was like, it's big. She was like, it's like an arm. <laughs> Anything more than two inches is packing to them. This is why, hey, y'all brothers go over there, man. They be oochie, ouchie, oochie, oochie. Yeah. That's harassment, ma'am. You go to jail. All right, anyway. We don't, we don't condone harassment. But we do condone women going to wife school. And let's take a look at an old commercial. I believe this is probably on something like the man show of women sending their wives to wife school. Here we go. Oh, did you spill your beer muscles? I'll clean it up and get you a cold new one. And when the game's over, blow this and I'll scurry right back and polish your pepperoni. Wow, Bob, you really have your wife trained. Yeah, thanks to wife school. Wife school? What's that? For almost a quarter of a decade, wife school has been transforming average women 
into high-quality wines. White School offers a curriculum specially designed to soften even the hardest female, with award-winning courses like Stop Spending My Money, How to Be Quieter, and Putting His Needs First. White School will improve your wife, guaranteed. Choose from classes like The Importance of Poker Night, Who Cares What Oprah Says, Infidelity, He Can, You Can, and Two Pairs of Shoes Are Plenty. Before my husband enrolled me in wife school, I would even pick up the phone to order a pizza. But now, I cook him five meals a day and have them served by high-priced hookers. Thanks, wife school. I used to menstruate a lot, sometimes even once a month. But thanks to wife school, I never even get my period anymore. Thanks, wife school. Mm-hmm. Wife school. Because a better wife means a better life. Thanks, wife school. All right. Who thinks we need wife school again? Anyone? Anyone? All right. We have some people that don't want it. All right. We do have some people want it. Let's give them a round of applause at least. Wife school. I can vouch for that. (laughs) Oh, no. All right, I can say, you know, that's definitely a necessity in today's world. Okay, all right, going back to the throwbacks. We do have another throwback episode that we're going to show you here. And this is kind of like a a game show, a newlywed game type show. And um, this is a show, this shows you, man, how far we've progressed or how far we've fallen away from our original traditional roles of the patriarchy. Well, this video is about a uh, game show. It looks like there's a married couple, and then there's a woman who works as a secretary. Now, these are called administrative assistants, executive assistants, and so forth. These are secretaries of today. But this is a man who has a business and has a secretary and also has a wife, and they're going to figure out who gets the better treatment, the wife or the secretary, and you're going to see this woman ain't having it. Let's go ahead and play the video right here. Included off stage. Your husband's secretary asked your husband in her sexiest way for a permanent $5 a week raise. Now, this isn't a joke. This is a real verbal commitment for a raise now. What? Damn, $5 a week. Holy mackerel. We've come a long way. $5 a week. Okay. Our whole viewing audience, all you have to do is tell me, did your husband say yes to that raise or did he say no? To that raise. Joy, what about Bard? Did he say yes Bard. or no? I think Bard said no because he's a tough boss. And I'm glad you just... said boss. Bard said... All right, hold on. First of all, look at Bard Philip Drummond looking ass. Look at this ninja lovey and the, the skipper and the millionaire and his wife looking ass ninja. And there definitely is an age gap between Bard and his wife. All right, boy, I'm telling you, man, we've progressed or regressed. Bard is 65. She 34, ninja. She 34. She looked like she 54, too, by, by the way, 44. Look at it, Bard. All right, but uh, this, is the, this is the secretary, a.k.a. the mistress. So the secretary is the plain Jane younger girl, the 19, 20-year-old who wants a $5 raise. All right, and this is the old wife who's probably 35. All right, here we go. No. And Colleen said, oh. yeah, he'll say no. Oh, man. Charlene. Okay. Talking about Jesse, you know, the guy you know so well over there. All right, so, oh, damn. Angry black woman, I see. Mm-hmm. 
She looks irate. Okay. Yeah, huh? Did he, uh, now you just take a look there and picture the two of them. And she was asking in her sexiest way. <laughs> okay, so, uh-oh. This is a young piece of chocolate, all right? Okay, the young secretary, all right? I think he putting hands on hips. I think he putting hands up. Look, she's smiling like she putting hands on hips. He's like, yep, he be putting hands on my hips. And the wife jealous of the secretary. <laughs> she does not look happy, all right? I'm not happy. <laughs> yep. The sister, sisters ain't changed, though. So you got the angry sister jealous of the secretary. Here we go. Before you got here, for that raise, did he say yes or no? Hell no. <laughs> he said no. Jesse said no. <laughs> oh, sisters. Mm -hmm. Sisters, man. And Charlene said no, he won't give me the raise. Now look at the body language here. Apparently from this camera view, he's sitting close. Ooh, she had a nice piece of chocolate too. All right, he's sitting closer to the secretary. Look at the space between the wife and look at this ninja showing his teeth right here. He like happy wife, happy life. Niggas always gotta show they this chocolate is, sister. She got that brown dress and that chocolate is skin looking good too. All right, but look, let's take a look here. Let's take a look. There's no way she's gonna get a raise. Right, yeah, but you should have seen the way she acts. I don't care. Well, she's not he getting another damn dime, I can tell you that. Well, he's been enough happy work anyway. this week. <laughs> okay, May. Oh, my goodness, man. She mad as hell at the secretary, Lord. Hey, now you're, you got the picture. What the hell is this? Look at this. Now, you know this ninja putting hands on Nancy-ass hips. Take a look at this right here. You already know what's going on here, brothers. This guy right here. Oh, the humanity. Definitely cheating on his wife with the secretary. And he already cheesing. So let's see what happens here. You're right. Fowler and Shirley sitting out here by themselves. Mm -hmm. And she went to work on him. What did he say? Mm -hmm. Yes or no? Well, he's a real softy. He's tough at home. She can have... Uh... Prime rib for lunch, and I get DW once every three weeks for dinner. It's that type of a deal at oh. our place. Oh. And all I hear is how great Shirley is. Oh. Uh, he couldn't work in the office without. Look at, hey, she definitely cheating. <laughs> Look at her. She looked guilty as hell. He definitely, he definitely hit the secretary for about 15 years. He, he been folding her up for at least 15 years. And she can't even look at the wife. About <laughs> her. Yes or no? May. From the way she's dressed, I'd say um, yes. He probably said whatever you want, sugar babe. Just don't. Sugar babe. Baby. That's it. Huh? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Fowler said, "Whatever you want, sugar babe. Just don't leave me." Oh no. She got that ring. Oh, he didn't even kiss. Mm. <laughs> oh Jesus, man, we. Oh, the humanity. He didn't even kiss the wife. She leaned in and kissed. And look at this ninja. He pulled back. Guys, this is when men used to have leverage. <laughs> this is when women used to have no leverage. Whatever you want, sugar baby. See, man, I'm telling you, the junior college ain't nothing new on the junior. I got money. The junior college is as old as time. She just a wife. He like, go on, honey. Just don't mess with me. Don't bother me. All right. Leveraging options was real. He pulled back from the kiss. Uh -huh, yeah. Ladies, I want you. I want you to tell me the very last time you refused to make whoopee with your husband. What did he do instead? Uh oh, Charlene. He just threatened me. 
Just threatened you. He threatened to go out and get another. But uh, it's no big deal. He's not. There's nowhere he can go. Oh my goodness, man, sisters, y'all been the same. You the only constant here. Sisters been just angry and bitter. <laughs> sisters, sisters been angry and bitter since the beginning of time. He just, he just threatened me. He abused me. He said he gonna go get another bitch if you don't give it. He ain't got nowhere to go. Oh my god. Oh, post sisters. Jesse said that the last time he just turned over and went to sleep. Oh my, look at this. Oh, sisters. Help yourself, ass sisters. Oh, man, this is crazy. He said, I just went, rolled over and went to sleep. And then he went to go see that secretary. And she said, Get him, daddy. Indeed. Oh, my gosh. Post sister. Look, marriage has been miserable. This is why black men and women don't get married no more. Because of this. Look at this. She just gone. Them space cadet eyes. She gone, man. <laughs> You threaten me all the time. Look at this ninja right here. He like, man, he like, hold up for a sec. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. <laughs> oh, no. All right, Patricia, tell, her, tell her what you said, Patricia. Uh-oh. I said he What? Oh, no. You said what? Uh-oh, man. Ooh, we missed that part of the show. Whoa, 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 whoa. They skipped that part. <laughs> Them sisters going to be at each other's neck. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's somebody's mama and daddy up there. And definitely somebody's granddaddy up there, man. Granddaddy caddy. All right, Lord have mercy. All right. <laughs> I, need to, I need to find that show. And we need to do review of old TV series, man. That will give us some perspective. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to see if I can pull that up and make that part of the show. Let's go to the next dragon once they go. And remember, CGA told you, stop donating the people on street corners. I always tell you, I have, a, I have a zero donation policy. And this is one of the reasons why right here. Wow. <laughs> I just can't believe it. What in the heck? See? They just got dropped off there to sit down Damn. and ask for money. That's cold-blooded. Look at this. Wow. This is why I don't donate. <laughs> Never. I just can't believe it. And that van looks new. Texas. What in the heck? What in the heck? This is me. This is close. This is. Yeah, there they go. She dropped. They dropped the kids off out there and got a sign and every damn thing, man. See. They just got drop off there to sit down. And, and I got the wow, man. Hey, I have a zero donation policy. I don't care what the sob story is. I don't care what it is. The only thing I will help out with is if you in a bind. Okay, daddy. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I'm generous with. If you in a bind. Get him, daddy. And you want me to fix is that bind, I can help. Okay, daddy. I'm willing to help there, but there must be something I'm getting back. Not for me to feel good or feel like a birch, uh, angel was watching over me, testing me to get me into heaven. St. Peter's, do I get into heaven now? I ain't, uh, I only fix his bind, LLC. I'm in a bind. That's it. I'm getting something out of this. Get him, daddy. I'm getting something. That's Tejas for sure. That was definitely Tejas license plate. So watch out. Speaking of, same thing happened here. Same thing happened here. Let's go ahead and play it. 
Nigga, ain't nobody in our family die, Ariana. Stop fucking lying. Nigga, stop fucking lying out here. Yeah, nigga, you fucking hella weird. Ain't nobody in our family die. Stop fucking lying. No, you weird for that. You weird, P. You weird. <laughs> nigga, ain't nobody in our family die, Ariana. Stop fucking lying. Uh-oh, caught. Ariana got caught doing something that I showed you earlier with these street funeral scams and all of this stuff. Now, Ariana said that's their family, and she out here just helping. But one of the cousins caught cuz out there scamming. One of the cousins caught cuz out there scamming. Ain't nobody in our family died, and she got caught, too. And, and check it out. She tried to blame it on the other family. Nigga, stop fucking lying out here. Yeah, and look, she covered her face. That's shame. That's shame right there. She caught. I love it. I love to see it. And I'm telling you guys, stop believing this bullshit. And you're going you're gonna to win more than you lose. Now, every now and then you're like, yeah, but coach, I think this was in real. I don't care. This is, it's, I'm, I'm placing my bets. I'm taking my bets on this one. Nine out of ten times is going to be fake. Yeah, nigga, you fucking hella weird. Ain't nobody in our family died. Stop fucking lying. No, you weird for that. You weird, P. You weird. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Nigga, ain't nobody in our family die, Ariana. Stop. Yeah, Ariana. <laughs> Ariana got caught. She was like, uh-oh. Fuck them eyes out. I love it, man. Call these scammers out, man. Get them. Get them. Get them. Get them. Get them. All right, so uh, let's do this right here. We did this on Straggle and Cynical Theater the other day, and we did dating videos from the 1980s. Remember, some of you guys don't remember this, but I used to watch a show called Love Connection. In Love Connection, people would have videos, and then women would actually see the videos and choose who they want to go on dates on. It was the early form of online dating. Well, this is an example of videos, awkward dating videos. We showed you the men's edition. I think that was yesterday. Let's look at the woman's edition of awkward dating videos. And, you know, it was easy to say the men were losers, but let's check out the women. Hi, I'm Elizabeth. And I live in the West End Pretend Valley. Pardon. Oh, oh no. Hi. <laughs> I'm Jana. I'm looking for. Oh. Jana's a black widow for sure. She killed two husbands in the past. All right. She definitely poisoned somebody. She, Jana was like, I'm looking for uh, someone with a life insurance policy of at least $500,000. Jesus, Jana, chill out. Uh, the Black Widow's in the building. <laughs> she definitely killed two husbands privately. I'm, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> she got a big-ass piece of cake. All right, this is how you'll die. All right, here we go. What's she got to say, Jana? I'm not sure. Hello. My name is Ellen. Oh. Some people call me sexy. Oh, my Others Lord. say I'm sensuous. Oh. Hi, I'm Linda. <laughs> well... You know, when I'm not using my doctor and pharmacy to troubleshoot a large healthcare computer system, I'm over at the gym pumping iron or driving my black Porsche with. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> the wind blowing through my hair and singing along with Anita Baker's Rapture of Love. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. Oh, oh, my goodness. So, y'all called the dude. Remember, y'all was like, man, that's why, that's why dudes couldn't get dates. Now, these are the women. <laughs> These are the women. I guess you could say I'm an Oreo cookie freak. I have an Oreo cookie jar, Oreo salt and pepper shakers. I like to collect anything with an Oreo on it. And I love to eat double stuffed ones. They're the best. Bette oh. Midler. I laugh hysterically at Bette Midler. Um, oh, Jesus. 
I have two cats. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, man, because we made fun of the dudes, man. Look at these losers, man. Hey, women ain't no better. Hey, man, most of y'all deserve to be alone. I got two cats. What happened? Where did all the men go? Hey, man, all of these women getting their cheeks clapped, by the way. But they going to turn psycho on you. They going to turn... They gonna turn into um the uh the um wait why can't I think of the movie the uh oh shoot I can't think of the movie the Michael Douglas movie why am I not remembering it I can't remember the movie name that's weird uh but anyway and I don't know how to ride a horse and my goal in life oh. is to have my own religion I was a flop at canoeing I'm looking for a romanticist. Spend time at the fireplace. Someone that's clean. Be clean, you know? I keep my car very clean, and I expect a man to do the same. And I also like very meaty men. What? Hi. Um, meaty men? Ma'am, just... Yeah, that brother's starving. Fatal Attraction was the movie I'm talking about. Thank you, brothers. I don't know why that slipped my mind. I love Michael Douglas as an actor. Uh, look at this. Look at these. Look at these winners. Look at these winners. Women always think there's loser men out here. Look at these women. And you're going to, ninjas is still going to clap cheeks on all these girls, man. Let me tell you, when you're in your 40s and 50s, you will have a field day. All you have to do is be somewhat halfway decent. And you're going to clap all these cheeks. But these women going to be, <laughs> they want to get married after two clap cheeks. This is absolutely crazy, man. Uh, lots of loser women out there. I'm Elizabeth, and I live in the West End Pretend Valley. Pardon me. Jesus, Elizabeth, get it together. Hi, <laughs> I'm Jana. I'm looking for... Oh, no. Jesus. I'm not sure. Hello. Uh -huh. My name is Ellen. Some people call me sexy. Yeah, this woman's definitely fatal attraction. This one is fatal attraction right here. She's going to be like, I like discretion. I, I can be discreet. Go ahead. You're going to hit that bottom one good time. The meat curtain's going to wrap around your salami, and she's going to be yours. <laughs> Others say I'm sensuous. Oh. Hi, I'm Linda. <laughs> well, oh. you know, when I'm not using my doctor and pharmacy to troubleshoot a large healthcare computer system... I'm over at the gym pumping iron. She ain't lifted not one weight over five pounds in her entire life. Stop. Or driving my black Porsche with the wind blowing through my hair and, and singing along with Anita Baker's Rapture of Love. So she like ninjas. All right. So she wants a black man. Definitely wants a black man. All right. What else you got out here? I guess you could say I'm an Oreo cookie freak. I oh, my goodness. Look at this. Look at Big Bird. Look at Big Bird. Uh, Oreo cookie freak. She go blow up like the Goodyear blimp. Hey, by the way, for anybody who wants to know, this woman is 28 years old. This is what 28-year-old women used to look like. Yeah. She done hit the wall already. Right? She's 28. I know she look old as hell, but that's 28 in the 1980s. I have an Oreo cookie jar, Oreo salt and pepper shakers. I like to collect anything with an Oreo on it. And I love to eat double stuffed ones. They're she wants a ninja too. Man, why all these women want ninjas? <laughs> these ninjas, everybody want a black man on this one. All right. They're the best. Bette Midler. Oh, God. I laugh hysterically at Bette Midler. Who laughs at Bette Midler? Um. Oh, Fatal Attraction Part 2. 
this is definitely fatal attraction. Hey, they used to take pictures like this, glamour shots, just like this, with that head, head tilted like that. I have two cats, and I don't know how to ride a horse. And my goal in life... Oh, my goodness. Oh, the poor secretary chick. The ner This is the nerdy chick back in the day. Velma from Scooby-Doo. All buttoned up. Look at... I, I just wanted you to notice. Look at how buttoned up these women are. There's not one sexy over 40. I'm 40 is the new 20 women. All of these women, there's not one woman you can see no cleavage on any of these women. None. I haven't seen one titty meat on any of these women. This woman's got buttoned up to the neck. <laughs> Life is to have my own religion. I was a flop at canoeing. I'm looking for it. Uh, this is the mail order bride. This is the girl, Brigitte Nielsen type chick. Romanticist. A romanticist. I spend time at the fireplace. Someone that's clean. Uh, look at the sister, man. Someone that's clean. She talking about ninjas. Be clean, you know. I keep my car very clean, and I expect a man to do the same. And I also like very meaty men. Oh, sh boy. It, Jesus. <laughs> Chill. Trying. All right. Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome. And a ninja. By the way, man, interracial dating was tough during these days. <laughs> oh, man. What a disaster. What a disaster. You guys are lucky you're in the dating environment you're in today. Last video. Apparently, our brother Tracy Morgan got that Walmart long dough. And he at the junior college. Let's take a look. Take a look at this prime footage of your boy, comedian Tracy Morgan. And he got him a young piece of calico in there. He got him a butter pecan Puerto Rican or a light-skinned chick. Yeah, she passed the brown paper bag test. Look at your boy all at the junior college all out here trying to be daddy. Okay, daddy. She got that sugar. Yeah, daddy. He is talking a little too much. You don't got to talk to your JUCOs this much. You don't got to talk to your JUCOs. Just take it easy, bro. All right, he in there all leaning. He got the Italiano uh, Ferrari in the building. He got the Ferrari in the building. Yes, indeed. Shout out to him. And he got a board of Puerto Rican. Hey, man, I like them butter pecan puerto ricans out there or is she a ninja i can't think she's a puerto rican okay yeah he definitely on the dark side tracy morgan dark side member <laughs> all right honorary juco daddy out here yeah man Get daddy. indeed shout out to the juco out here the juco is undefeated undefeated he is talking too much to his juco i don't talk that much you ain't got to be talking. Look, man, I'm going to tell y'all, brothers, you ain't got to talk this much to your JUCOs. All right, so where she listening to you and you trying to, nah, man. All right, you know, nah, man. And I actually, shout out to him. I actually saw him, actually saw him in, um, I actually saw him in Las Vegas. She looked like a Dominican. She looked like a Dominican. All right, I actually saw him in Las Vegas and, uh, you know, he is walking around. He's somewhat disabled. Like, I don't think he can walk long distances by himself. He was definitely on a, a stick, some sort of walking stick or a cane or, yeah, he was definitely not able, not able body like, uh, but this is, again, I'm pretty sure he has to use that for long distances, but that don't matter when you on there daddy style. Shout out to yeah, him. Daddy. Indeed, it don't matter at all. Anyway, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? That's Straggle and Sniggle Theater. That's what I'm doing. I should take that down. Straggle and Sniggle Theater? Okay. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? 
Yeah, he got that Walmart long dough. Uh, if you don't know, he got into an accident with a truck, a Walmart truck, and Walmart paid him a handsome sum of money, and uh, he hasn't needed to work after that. He hasn't needed to work. It was a bad accident, and he became disabled and suit. Well, how much money did he get? I'm not watching his pockets. You can say it. All right, you can say it. But uh, he sued Walmart, and, you know, because he was a celebrity, obviously he could say my future was severely impacted. I was set to make $800 million, and thus now you've ruined that, and Walmart had to pay that long dough, all right? They had to pay that long dough. Yeah, he almost died. Almost died. So, uh, anyway, if y'all did just get hit by a Walmart truck, you'd be lucky to get $500. So, anyway, what do we got here? We got, uh, did I get these brothers already? Let me make sure. Let me make sure. I'm going to do a couple super chats and get back to the show. What did he get? 60 to 90 million? Yeah, brothers. Would you take that and walk a little gimpy? Anyway. Somebody says 60 mil plus. Shout out to Kalen. Coach, do you remember the times Kobe had to carry the Lakers post Shaq? Or when LeBron had to single-handedly carry teams into the finals year after year? I look and say, wait, he says, I look at that and I say, that's us men when dealing with women. Yes, we got to carry them. Got to carry them. We're going to get into the hopeless romantic conversation. We're almost at 2,000 viewers, but we need to get to 1,000 likes. Shout out to Rodney, says Great Soul CGA from one milk dud head ass ninja to another. Appreciate the co sponsorship. I'm rich, bitch. Shout out to the milk dud heads in the building. And uh, I think there were some men really offended about me talking about black women in their hair. They were like, man, you got, that's their fault. Guys, you guys don't know, man. Hey, man, black people in general got hair issues. We have an identity crisis with our hair. It's not just black women. It's black men, too. Black men have issues with this hair thing. And we, we can trace it back all the way back, Ninja, all the way back, back to when uh, James Brown was putting a concaline in their hair. Right, it's putting that concaline, anything to straighten it, and then you can trace it to the afro as a symbol of rebellion. Then the jerry curl, then ninjas wearing perms to look pimpish, uh, ninjas wearing uh, baldies, ninjas now wearing big hair. I mean, it's 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 not any different than what black women have to deal with. Then, of course, the idea that. The idea that this needs to be accepted by the general masses to be able to be employed. It's an issue that goes around. But if you've had a black child, a black daughter, a black son, you've dealt with you've dealt with hair issues. Waves. I mean, styles are styles. But a lot of times when you change your hairstyle, it does uh, cornrows, Allen Iverson cornrows. I mean, these are all things that pe- you're judged upon. And uh, people have to uh, they basically make an opinion about you. So it's not just black women. It's black men go through this all the time. All right, Allen Iverson in the cornrow. He a thug. Okay, so it's the same It's the same issue, and then you have to defend it. It's not just black women. So anyway, Dread Knox, I call it. Dread Knox, the bang yang. It's all the same. There were some dudes got some hurt-ass feelings when I was doing that, when I talked about that. Oh, you really feeling bad for these black women because they have hair issues? Dude, your hair is your crown. Your hair is your crown. And if you have a black kid, especially a black female kid, you know that they're dealing with that from the beginning, from the rip. It's right off the rip. So it is definitely an issue 
and you will have to confront it whether you have a black son, a black daughter, uh, uh, whether you're a male or a female, you're going to have to deal with it. And people have been dealing with this, putting them chemicals in your hair, wearing that conkling, ninja setting your hair scap on fire to get your hair straight. It's an issue across the board, no matter the gender. Anyway, they're just wearing flat tops, the Gumby, the Gumby, you know what I mean? Everybody has a perception of what particularly black men and women's hairstyle is. Um, if men wear their hair bald, there's some women that won't tell you this, but they tell you this in private. Some women like bald heads on men. But in the black community is a symbol of you failed in life. You lost your hair. You lost your hairline. Okay. Uh, but but I just gave you an example. Ninjas wearing jerry curls, black men wearing feminine hairstyles. Okay, I've talked about that. And these are perceived as make you cool. Um, uh, perms on pimps, j- uh, jerry curls on Bama ass ninjas. <laughs> right, this goes down the line. Anyway. Goes down a lot. Anyway. Uh, let's see. There's some super chats over here. I better acknowledge and get back to the show. Shout out to uh, JC says, Coach, I shared uh, locals. You share something on lo- locals call. It's threes a crowd. Thank you, brother. I'm going to check it out. SB57 says, two of my favorite quotes. Women don't love you. They love your lifestyle. That's Lloyd Banks. And the GOAT, CGA, men are in love. Women are in business. Certainly, certainly that's true. Did I miss a double? I miss a double sponsorship. I don't know if it gave you credit, but it looks like there's two. But I'm going to give you two anyway. DG Seymour in the building. Thank you, brother, for that double sponsorship. It's showing two over here, but one over here. I'm rich, I'll man. give you a double. I'm rich, Indeed. Shout out to you. I had a high top fade. I also had a um, relaxer. In my day, I had a jerry curl once. I had a couple of S curls. (laughs) I had the baldy, the Caesar, the low cut Caesar with the deep waves. I've had about almost all of them. I had a TWA, a teeny weeny Afro. I had the OJ Marcus Allen ass haircut. What about these guys? What about the OJ Simpson cut? Let me show you the Marcus Allen. All right, let me show you the Marcus Allen haircut ass ninjas. Where are you at? All right, this is the Uncle Tom. This is forever going to be the Uncle Tom hairstyle right here. Let me show you the Uncle Tom. Back in the day, if your haircut was like this, you was an Uncle Tom no matter what. Like you had the afro, but it was trimmed down. You didn't have your line up. It wasn't lined up, right? This, you automatically dated white women. Like not, you didn't just date white women. You married a white woman and not just any old white woman. You married a Tina Marie ass looking white woman. You know what I mean? You didn't even get no real white women. You had the real. <laughs> this is the Uncle Tom right here. This is the Uncle Tom ass ninja. All right. <laughs> the black Republican ass. What's his brother's name? I can't. You know me with names. You know with me. <laughs> the teeny weeny Afro. This is called the TWA. You didn't line your shit up or nothing. You just gave me just even my shit out all the way around. Just even it out. (laughs) Mm. All right. The OJ Simpson. Hold on. Let's pull him up. Let's give you the OJ Simpson. OJ said, man, just all the way around. Same, same length. All the way around, fam. Let me give you the OJ Simpson. Here you go right here. Yep. See right there. That's the Uncle Tom right there. (laughs) 
This the old ass boomer ass Vietnam veteran ass ninja. He come back. Hey man, just the, yeah. I want to be a little bit. I want to cut my afro down just a little bit, but I'm not going all the way to the scalp ass ninja. Mm. <laughs> he got that Herschel Walker. Yeah, yo, this is the 1980s running back. I date white women, and I actually have you know four white ex wives ass ninjas. All right. <laughs> The baby boomer. Let me see Herschel Walker. Look, this the Larry Elder. Shout out to uh, these brothers here. Hey, I mean no harm. I'm just describing you. Remember, I mean no harm. He got the Larry Elder. And every now and then, they'll make it a uh, they'll make it a fade. <laughs> Hold up for a second. Where the Herschel Walker at? All right, yeah, the Herschel Walker. There it is, right there. <laughs> he got that George Benson ass. The Benson George Benson. Hey, ditches is the digits. You know what I mean? Hey, man, it is. Hey, look, man, we all have an identity crisis. We all have identity crisis. But that haircut right there, what made you sure that you dated no black women? Mm. That George Benson ass. Where George Benson at? Talking about give me the night. Oh, no. Oh, no. Give me the night. You was a good black man if you were that. You had no, but you probably had, you know, you probably had baby daddies. I mean, you probably a baby daddy over twice over, but you a good man. That's the good man haircut. Hold on. Where, where the George Benson? Yeah. Uh-huh. Just give me the night. Look, <laughs> the TWA has TDWD ass hair. Yep. No facial hair either. Smooth. George Benson got a little crust dash right there. <laughs> he got that Al Jarreau. You know what I mean? That Al Jarreau ass ninja. The jazz festival going to ass ninja. All right. Yeah. That Brian Gumble, that Brian Gumble. I'm telling you, man, men and women, they got these identity crisis asses here. Where that, where that Brian Gumble at? Got that Brian Gumble. <laughs> oh no. Brian Gumble, he got the he got the good hair though. He got the waves. <laughs> oh no, man. Just this. let me stop, man. People gonna be mad at me. I'm banned everywhere. I'm banned everywhere. But I, I mean no harm. I mean no harm, man. I mean no harm. This is, this, this is all. This is the jazz festival. This is the Newport Beach Jazz Festival going to ass ninja. Where we at? <laughs> oh, come on, man. Oh, man. He got a lot of money. Them, be, them dudes got a lot of money. Them dudes got a lot of money. Them brothers right there, they, they got a lot of money. They got their life together. They got skeletons in their closet. Indeed, Barack Obama got it too. Damar Rashad, y'all crazy, man. Look, okay, let's get it. Let's get it back into the. Let's get serious about this. This is a serious family show. It's a family show. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway, shout out to Kika Space says, "Hey, Coach, did you know that the Oreo cookie was the cookie used for nanny goat sessions with the markings on the cookie? I didn't know that. Mm, there must be a deeper meaning." All right, there must be a deeper meaning what's going in. I don't even know. I didn't know that. Let's get back to the show. And this is all love, man. If your father was here, hey, look, I started it. Oh, I do have a great picture of Martin Luther King. He got that Martin Luther King. I'm going to show you all a good picture. Now that we on this, I know. I got to continue, man. I'm sorry. I got to show you. I got a great picture of Martin Luther King. Ah, oh, I found it, too, right on the buzzer, on all of my tabs. I got 100 tabs open, and I found it. All right, did y'all ever see this picture of Dr. Martin Luther King? 
Let me see that. There he is. Look at your boy out here. You know he's a freak. Are you a real freak? Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> he almost showing some teeth there, too. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. This is when he went to Hawaii. I don't think Coretta Scott King was on the trip. But he looks like he's in heaven. You know what I mean? He loved them some white. He loved them some pink toes. Y'all don't know, man. I don't want to. I'm not talking bad about the guy. I love the guy. But he loved them some. He loved them some pink toes and some ling lings. Look at your boy out there. He happy as hell. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> oh, no, man. Just, okay, I can't go to Atlanta now. Anyway. Continuing with the show. This is a serious show. All right. This is not what is supposed to be here. What is this? Uh, more realities of dating? What am I supposed to be talking about here? All right. Uh, let's see here. I think I skipped a part of the show. Okay. We're going to move on here. That's not what I wanted. More custody wars. All right. Uh, custody wars right here. Let's talk about the custody wars that are going on right here. They're always going on. And, uh, here it is right here. There's a guy. I don't know what the guy's name. Jeremy Allen White. I'm supposedly he's a white actor. Sounds about white. It says right here, I'll get tested for booze so I can see my kids. All right. I, I want to know what the story is and definitely looking like a devouring mother here. But let's find out why this gentleman has to. Um, there, there they are in better times. But of course, I'm pretty sure she's not happy. Let's see if he has an issue with alcohol. Okay. And why is that being used so he can see his children? It's called the Bear and Shameless Star. Jeremy Allen White is open to proving he's not boozing in order to spend time with his kids. And if he slips up, he won't ever able be able to see them. Okay. So according to new legal docs obtained by TMZ, Jeremy agreed to alcohol testing as part of a custody agreement with his estranged wife, actress Addison Timlin. Now, are they going to do coca test on her? Are they going to do any Prozac Xanax test on her? Are they going to do any mommy wine test on her? I wonder why. I wonder if she has any stipulations related to her custody. Jeremy will be tested for booze up to five times a week when he has custody of their two daughters, and if he's been found to be drinking, he loses custody ASAP. If Jeremy has a test, a positive test for alcohol, he gets to retest again 15 minutes later to make sure the test is accurate. And there they were, not my girl, coach. We're in love. Our love is like no other love. And then three years later, you're testing for alcohol five times a week. It says right here, oh, there they were. I'm going to build a legacy. <laughs> yeah, man, it happens fast, man. Life comes at you fast. It says right here, the docs say Jeremy and Addison agreed to shared joint legal and physical custody, but Jeremy's custodial time has strings attached, of course. And he also has got to attend at least one alcoholic anonymous meeting a week plus other therapy. Well, he probably fell all in the hard times and got into substance abuse for sure. Okay, these things happen. And of course, there she is. Boy, is she a flatback? Damn, look at them flatbacks right there. Boy, that is some flatbacks right there. Good Lord have mercy. That looks painfully flatbacked. But I will put hands on hips like he was doing. 
Okay. And it says TMZ broke the story. Addison, the woman, filed for divorce back in May after three measly-ass years of marriage. But, of course, they have two kids. And, of course, now it's time to bait and switch. The exes seemed to be getting along fine in August when they were both at the kids' soccer practice, but they have yet to finalize the divorce. Meanwhile, Jeremy has been already moved on. Oh, I guess this is the new relationship here. Ah! He's got a new relationship with model Ashley Moore. They were spotted making out in public. So this is the new flat back. All right, so now we know why the stipulations exist and what's going on with his soggy-ass pants. So this is uh, this is definitely him moving on. So he got a nice young piece of pa- calico. Yeah, a freshman. Are you a freshman at the university? No. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. All right. Yeah. Oh, he got a flat back supreme. Look at that. Oh, she looked like. A, wait a minute. Is that a black girl? That might be a black girl, too. I'm looking in. I think that's a sister. That is a sister. Sister, you been on, on my mind. That looked like a Puerto Rican. She looked kind of ethnic. I can't really tell it. Maybe it's a Blasian. He definitely, that's a sugar baby style, boy. Look at them flatbacks. She long, long did. Oh, my Lord. Look at them flatbacks. Yeah, buddy. He got him a nice young piece of calico out there. He didn't trade it up nicely. That's why he's got all these stipulations. That look like a sister. Let me look her up. Ashley Moore. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. She flatbacked the Supreme, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. She got them long legs. She got them long, long legs. All right. Let me look her up. Ninja starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. Ashley Moore, model. All right, let me see what we got here. Model Ashley Moore. Oh, that is a sister-looking girl right here. All right, shout out to the sister. Where's she at? She, she, she blackish. She blackish. Let's pull up the imagery. Yeah, she blackish. I can't really. Mm, she blazing. She looks blazing to me. Yeah. Oh, look at, look at, look at, look at. Well, man, I can't really tell. She's racially ambiguous. That's what I would call her. Like, that's her right there. What do you got there? She blackish? She got an Asian woman's body and black facial features. She might be a Pina. She might be a Pina. Let me see what her ethnicity is. Let me see what I see here. She might be a Pina, too. City, ethnicity. Is she a Pina? I like a Pina. Uh, what is her race here? They don't say. Mm-hmm. Nationality. What is it? What is it? Tell me. She biracial? Uh, I want her to be triracial so I can try with her. All right. uh, It says nationality brought up in the United States. It says right here, her ethnicity is Cherokee, African-American, and English. So there's no Asian in there. Interesting. Cherokee, African-American, and English. All right. So white, black, and Indian. All right. Native American Indian, if you will. Okay, she got Indian in her. Yeah, man, look. Okay, all right, all right. He doing well. He just got to do what? And anyway, what are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing here? We got to stay focused, yeah. Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. All right, uh, let me see here. Next custody battle. Oh, man, this is a sad one here. This is sad news to report. Uh, Charlotte Hornet star Miles Bridge is still in trouble, and he's facing an arrest warrant for allegedly violating a protective order or a protection order. As you guys know, I reported on this. Miles Bridges was on his way to free agency to get a max NBA deal. He was probably going to be paid over $100 million. But of course, a day before free agency, 
he got into a beef with his small petite girlfriend and he allegedly put hands on her, put paws all over the woman and created a really, really impossible case for him. Missed out on a big bag. Now, it appears that it hasn't gotten better for him. And it says Charlotte Hornets forward Miles Bridges, who is still suspended in the NBA, is reportedly facing an arrest warrant and a criminal summons for allegedly violating the protection order. It says, according to the courts over or over there somewhere in Charlotte, North Carolina media, the warrant dates back to January, but has not been served. The criminal summons came out Wednesday, but it also hasn't been served. And this media outlet notes that the police report lists Bridges' long-term girlfriend as the victim whose protective order was violated because he smashed her windshield at her residence. Sad. This is the he said, she said. Man, women, yeah, you know, I'm just letting you know. I'm not defending the guy. But, man, if you pick the wrong woman in your life, you can really mess your life up. Okay, you're fumbling hundreds of millions of dollars over this woman. And this relationship is getting no better. He's going to have to wash his hands. He do, they do have young children. Bridges was issued a 10-year criminal protective order in regard to his girlfriend when he pleaded no contest to a felony charge of injuring a child's parent. That was in right before free agency. And I actually covered the story. The story seemed to be very flimsy in terms of what he did, but I did not defend it. But let me see. He also was sentenced to three years probation in order to take weekly narcotic and marijuana tests for pleading no contest to a felony charge that stemmed from allegations he, quote, assaulted the mother of his children in front of them. After Charlotte signed Bridges to a one-year $7.9 million qualifying offer this offseason, Man, he, he would have had $100 million, but he only got 7.9. He apologized for the pain and embarrassment that caused he caused his family and others. And he says a lot of people don't get a second chance. And I want to use this second chance to prove to everyone that I'm the same kid you drafted five years ago. He did not play during the 2022 and 2023 season, which the NBA factored into the, his punishment. It suspended him, the NBA, 30 games but said he only needed to sit out 10 of those in the 23-24 campaign, which is coming up uh, somewhere in the next couple of weeks because he received credit for 20 games. Now, this might, this might. Guys, you guys got to really get hold of what, what's important. You got to get your priorities straight out here. Got to get your priorities straight. Dude, don't let these women make you lose your bag. I'm telling you, your bag is more important. Your bag is more important. Your career, your earnings, your potential is more important than these women in your life. Dude, I don't care if this is your mother. If your mother's tripping on you, wash your hands. <laughs> Just like, you're like, all right, whatever. Do not let your mother enrage you. Same thing as Lou Ferrigno. His daughter's turning on him. Man, wash your hands. And, oh, shout out to ABL. She was free. Yep, and there you go. You pay on the back end. You're either going to pay on the front end or the back end. And, of course, he wasn't acting pro appropriately with this woman in, in many, many cases. And now she has the ability to control him because what we know is 
she knows that she can ruin him at any moment. And when he loses, he he didn't harm her the second time for sure. He broke the glass on the windshield. And let me look at the child here. Let me tell you what situation he's in. Miles Bridges. This is a young child. He probably's like, I want to see my child. Never ask a bitch to see your kids. Just asking you right now. Never ask her. That's too much power. They have uh, two kids. One was born in 2020, so that's going to be a three, four-year-old and um, going to on four. And one was born in 2018, so that is a four, five, six-year-old. So he has very, he has two young children. Yeah, man. You know, I, I hate to suggest, sometimes you got to walk away, fam. Mm. Got to walk away. Because what that, I'm sure that's what's happening here. You know, we, we, and people are like, no, how do you know? Guys, I just shared a story of a man that has to take drinking drug tests to see his kids. What'll happen is she'll get that control over you. She'll say, okay, you can see them. And then she'll dictate when you can see them. Okay, you can see your dad. I never ask a woman to see my kids. I only ask the court. I will never give her that power. <laughs> but if I lost $100 million, I would be in the gym shooting baskets. I'll see my kids on another side of the road, right? I'll see my kid in another time. See you in five years, 10, 15, whatever it is. But guys are too attached to it, and then you ruin your whole potential trying to save this. Guys, sometimes it is just not worth the bullshit in the fight. Let her figure it out. Pay her the child support. Tell her to kick rocks. I know not everybody's going to agree with that, but we live in a world where this woman has so much control over him if he doesn't act the way she wants him to act, she could just pull the plug, okay? Mm. Yep, they're going to gaslight you, and then you overreact, yeah. And then they were like, look, he's overreacting. That's just too much control. Too much control. Guys, I'm, I'm pretty sure Miles Bridges can make more kids than that. <laughs> with another woman, with a surrogate. Wash your hands. I would never fumble $100 million. I wouldn't even fumble $70,000, right? Mm. I wouldn't fumble 70 grand for no bitch or no baby mother. If I knew 70 grand was over there, I'd be like, <laughs> really? Okay, I'm out. But a lot of guys don't have this programming, and this is how the world controls you. Well, you have the money, but you don't have, who cares? <laughs> like, who cares? Ninja, I'm going to be eating good for the next couple of weeks. But I will not be under control. All right, I will not be under control of no silly shit like protective orders and judgments. And nah, I'm not going to be over control, man. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of, Damian Lillard's ex, as we suspected, is trying to get the big bag out here. She's trying to get the big bag, indeed. I'm rich, baby. Yep. Trying to get the big bag. What did we tell you? We reported this divorce. I broke it down. I looked at the science and I said, there's potentially $50,000 a month on the line. And yep, she went right for the okie doke. Damian Lillard filed for divorce. And she's going to come out and say, I'm going to tell you what I know. I was in an abusive relationship. He cheated. And she asked for sole custody of the kids. Guys. Dude, I'm telling you, this is their only play. When we talk about men are the true romantics, this is what we're talking about. They are always going to do this move. This is always going to be the play. This is always going to be the play, guys. I'm telling you, she looking for the bag. Soul custody. This is ridiculous, but let's read it. Let's read it. 
And of course, people are going to say, well, he don't, he, he don't have time. He playing NBA. Yeah, I understand. But you don't have to go in for sole custody. You can get primary custody. That makes sense. But she's going to say, he tried to use me as a family. She's going to play the victim here. It says right here, she says she protected the NBA star's family man image. Here we go, man. Now she's going to dictate how much he sees the kids. Okay. <laughs> it says Davia Lillard's estranged wife is coming out swinging, swinging in their divorce war. It says RadarOnline.com has obtained Kayla's response to the NBA star's divorce filing and can reveal she's demanding sole custody of all three of their children. Mm. Quote, it is in the children's best interests mm. that I be awarded sole custody. I am best positioned to address the ongoing needs of our minor children. I have been responsible for the children's care since their birth. Same bullshit that we hear. Same play. I was the primary caregiver. I raised them. He was off fornicating. He was working too much. He was never here. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. That's how it works. Everybody knows this. This is going to be $50,000 a month. Yep, same old story. Same old story. Children's best interest. I'm the, I'm the respectable caregiver. He's a cheater, adulteress. He did drugs and alcohol. He was abusive. Blah, blah, blah. Somebody said this is her lawyer talking. Guys, this is copy and paste. Um, lawyering. What you just read is essentially copy and paste and you pay $600 to $1,000 an hour for a paralegal to copy and paste this. This is just a blanket statement that, they, that all women use. Okay, you're the woman. All right, paralegal, copy and paste, line five, paragraph C, copy, blam. <laughs> okay, what do we got? Kayla appeared to take a shot at Damien's uh, skills as a father too, of course. I can't wait to hear this. What was his skills as a father? He looks like a happy father right here. Let me hear this. According to her, the basketball star says, um, the basketball star has never been the sole parent responsible for the care of all three of our children for any hours long period of time without the help of nanny's assistance and or other family members. He's never raised them. He's never had them alone. He's always with his mother. He always has the nannies. He's always on his phone. He never watches them. He's always has them in daycare. He always has assistance. And I do the best. I'm the better parent. Now, she probably has the same thing going on here. And then Kayla also addressed his recent move to Wisconsin. So there's it was right. Guys, this was used against me recently. She said he moved away. Oh, he moved. He moved so he loses his parentage. Mm. Now, this is Damon Lillard. This is a guy who just didn't move. He was traded for a high-income job that is not like the... Oh, he moved, so no parenting for him. It's going to make it impossible. Um... Guys, do I? Do you believe this shit? Guys, I believe it. I, this, all of these things were I've experienced. All of these things. 
He abandoned us. He abandoned the family. He gave up on his parentage. He doesn't see his kids. He doesn't reach out. And she then stands in between them and goes to child support. It is really, really sad when you see these situations. These are all lies that women do. And ladies, if you're watching this, you too will and can do this. And not only that, you guys support this type of stuff. You guys support this type of stuff. This is absolutely outrageous. Now, his recent move to Wisconsin is what they addressed it as. Okay, it says right here he filed for divorce uh, on October 2nd, shortly after their second wedding act anniversary and days after he was traded to Milwaukee. Look, father has recently locate, relocated to Wisconsin <laughs> to play for the Milwaukee Bucks. She informed the court, adding his team's upcoming schedule to show proof he's too busy to handle sole custody of his children. Brothers, admitting she wants the kids to have a healthy relationship with their father, Damien's ex said he has an image to protect that she continues to play along with. According to her, I understand he is busy and has many commitments he must attend to. I also understand that the brand Damian Lillard needs to continue with an image of a family man. Despite our separation for several months, I have continued to support that image to the public, the document stated. She also stated that separation date was October of 2022. Kayla says they were able to work out a temporary parenting time schedule in August and September of 2023. However, there were issues with parenting time during both months, and there was no current parenting time. Now, let me tell you what that means. Let me tell you what that means. Uh, they had a plan. He was dictating. She was like, you can see the kids here. You can see the kids here. He either did or did not do that and follow through. Then after that, he was traded. She said August, September, October, he was traded. At that point, there's no parenting time schedule, which means the kids are probably almost always with her. That means when she goes into court, she's going to say, the kids have already adjusted to being with me permanently in a sole custody position, and he has not seen the kids. Therefore, when she goes into court, she can go back to October as the original date of the time where she had sole custody. Then going forward, she will be able to retroactively uh, uh, retroactively get support from October 2023. So the support is going to start October 2023, whether they settle this divorce in a year or two. They're going to go back and say, okay, you owe her 50 grand starting back from October 2023. Mm. Now, here's the thing. They didn't get married, so she has to play this game. And it says right here, she wants to work out a custody plan with Damien, but asked the court to step in if necessary with the father's relocation to Wisconsin. And my relocation, a parenting plan would need to take uh, into account travel for the children. Mm. Guys, what this is, is I know ladies are like, this is, it says right here, she also, oh, let me add this. She also asked Damien to pay her attorney's fees if there are issues 
require a contested court appearance. Radar Online told you a prenup is already in place. In the divorce documents, Damien revealed they signed an ironclad prenup just days before they walked down the aisle in September 2021, which is going to get thrown out. Okay, it's going to get thrown out. Don't matter. But she didn't insinuate that he cheated. Just the family man issue. Okay. Now, the reason why I find what she's doing to be egregious is that this is what I tell you they do. They run to the courts. They run to the government first, and they get all these documents signed because what you're agreeing to is this. This is when you have children, when you have marriages. Then they have to go to the courts to say, poor me, oh my, all this, and they want to iron this out. This is easy to work through, but of course, she's hurt by the divorce and uh, embarrassed, and now she has the power and the leverage. She has the kids, and she can dictate how much time and she can make the issue very much complicated oh he relocated to wisconsin (laughs) it's like (laughs) all right what do you mean he relocated this guy's an nba superstar he was in portland he got traded to the bucks he didn't just often leave but how they frame it was he often left he just abandoned us and left us here that's how she that's how she frames it and you literally was like, before you left, you were trying to work out a deal. And she said, no. She said, no, I don't want to work out a deal. I don't agree to that. Then when you leave, they run to the court. Guys, that's, that happened to me. That exact scenario happened to me. I was working out a deal, working out a deal. She said, no, 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 no. Then we had weeks and months to prepare for it. No, no, no. She didn't work out a deal. Didn't want to go to mediation. Then I moved because the move was coming up. My lease was up. I moved. She ran right to court. And said he moved, he relocated, he he abandoned us. No custody time for him. And has since kept the kids from me. Guys, this is what they do, man. It's a, this isn't no different from what all women are capable of doing. Now, then I have to go in there and be like, hey, listen, I tried to work it out. She didn't. She's restricted. And But what they're now saying is, oh, you owe her for all that back time that you didn't have in a parenting plan. It is a cold game. I'm going to tell you, ladies, the, when you do this, you might be thinking you're protecting your interests and or the child's interests, but what you're doing is making it difficult for the father. Now, when the father abandons your ass, when the father just says, okay, forget it, then they say, oh, he left. And then they say, he's a deadbeat. He left. He don't reach out for the kids, but she's standing in between you of the kids. I'm telling you guys, When I tell you these stories, I'm not immune to it, and I'm not the only one. These things are exactly the playbook that they use, especially if they get a lawyer involved. They know exactly what to do, and they say, oh, okay, this is what we're telling. And then they'll collect support on the background. I'm telling you. Where's Matt Walsh on this? And so, right, those are his children. Yeah, the thing is, This also reeks of the narcissism of American women when they do this because why do they think they can do this? Like, for instance, let me just set up a scenario. Let me set up a scenario. Let's just say this because this is essentially what she's doing. I'm going to give you a scenario if you disagree with me. If Damian Lillard was traded to Milwaukee and Damian packed the kids up and took the three kids with him to Milwaukee. And then she had to go over there and say, hey, why are you taking these kids? And he says, hey, listen, I got traded. This is my job. 
I'm going to Milwaukee. And he took the kids. Now, let me tell you what happens then. Amber alert, ebony, ebony alert, violation of parenting agreement, kidnapping, um, FBI, IRS, CIA, DEA, ATF, police, sheriff, the damn highway patrol. <laughs> right? But essentially, that's what she did to him. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, work that shit out. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That's essentially what she did. She was like, oh, you got traded? Well, shit, well, you lost. <laughs> she, you lost. I guess you are not a dad anymore. Well, nope, you can't take the kids. Nope, you can't see them. I'll tell you when to see them. Nope, you got to pay me. That's essentially what she's doing. She's kidnapping the kids from the father and using the fact that he had to move for his job or it was a better situation. Ninja people move all the time. National Guard, SWAT, Border Patrol, she had everybody on him. He took my kids away from me. And everybody would be like, oh, you evil guy. But when women do it, guess what? Quiet as a church mouse, pissing on cotton. They would have his ass on breaking news for doing exactly what he did or what she did. I mean, I'm telling you, this is how the game is effed up, guys. And, and it doesn't matter. Here's the funny thing about it. If, um, if indeed we talk about these situations, guys, this, this dad, the, the, the guy loves his kids and the fact that you love your kids, that's what they use against you. If he just walked away and the, she's using that trade to say he walked away, that that's not fair. He moved, he moved for a better position, better financial position. He did not walk away. He did not leave the kids, but she's saying he left. That's essentially what she's saying. He left. He left, and that, that means he can't be the dad no more. And it doesn't matter if you're Damian Lillard and you're going to make $500 million. It doesn't matter if you're Pookie or Ray Ray that makes $5 a month or $5 a day. We're still all in the same boat. Mm. We're still in the same boat. We're under the same court of public opinion. We're under the same family court. It don't matter if you make money or don't make money. It don't matter if you're black or white. We're still dealing with the same bullshit, the same playbook, the same everything. Everybody sees it. And of course, I'm here to report it to you because it don't matter if you're CGA or you're a listener of CGA. You're going to be in the same, under the same gynocentric, controlling women, narcissist women who use, who use children against men. It doesn't matter who you are. All right, let's get to the next episode, and I'm going to get to some Super Chats. We're going to be at the main event that fast at the two-hour mark. Appreciate y'all. Hit the like button. And lawyers are part of the problem. I'm just letting you know it's the lawyers. The lawyers are the ones that got to pay off their student loan debt. The miserable lawyers is the one that got to work 16, 18 hours a day. All right, so they got to work 16, 18 hours a day, and uh, their paralegal uh, is sitting there working as a part-time college student slash paralegal and they're the ones screwing you over, really, just to be honest. They're the ones part of, part of the problem. Where are we at here? Shout out to Joe. Joe the Boxer. He says, just showing appreciation, your show, and outwitting the devil and boxing changed my life. This is the best show on YouTube. He says, I should have been 
uh, bumping this show before I got locked up. Prison ain't no way to go. No, man, stay out of the stay out of the belly of the beast. And shout out, stay out of court. Uh, you know, my advice to men, shout out to you for boxing and, and, and going to the pen and coming out straight. The way you get, most men get involved with the law is through either marriage or crime or hoes or that's how you get locked up. Even when you're making dumb decisions out here, trying to impress hoes, y'all be getting locked up. Trying to gang bang and slang dang and all of that. Don't get locked up. Joe, uh, JB, appreciate what you do, fam. Coach gang up in this bitch, and we do it. Free agent lifestyle for life. Man, it's a cold world. Brown through my nose. Shout out to you. Thank you for your contributions. Man, cold, cold world out here. I think, thank you for the likes. We're going to get into the show. I got a 50% like ratio. It would be great if it was better. We're going to get into the main event and see what we got here. Main event, main event. All right, why men are, let me see here, why men are the true romantics. I know people are like, no way, coach. Even the players in the max, I don't love these hoes. The guy that said he didn't love these hoes was married the entire time. Oh, shit. I know, that's a hard thing here. But let's give you something, a certain thing so I can lay the ground rules here. First and foremost, uh, romance is a myth. Okay, I've done several streams on this. Romantic love is a myth. All right, what it is is lust. What it is is oxytocin. oxytocin. What it is is a chemical, chemical connection that forces you into nature's trick, which is a uh, procreation. That's all that happens here. And a lot of times we need to demystify romantic love Remove our ego, and this will help you build lasting relationships. For me, I think arrangements and arranged marriages, I think those are fine. Many people don't think so because there's no true love in that. And I say, actually, evidence shows that you could develop true love, lasting love, and a lasting connection in arranged marriages. But in non-arranged marriages, that romantic love is up front, and then it wanes. And then the real relationship cannot last. We actually have evidence of this. But here's another thing right here. I shared this before. The myth of romantic love may be ruining your health. I'm not going to read all these, but the myth of romantic love may be ruining your health. In fact, there's evidence to suggest that men are depressed because they cannot get romantic love. They cannot get sex. And then they'll fall into a state of depression. We actually have evidence of this. Because they don't have romantic love or they cannot get mates. What about this one right here? The myth of romantic love from a hopeless romantic. Now, when I say these things, people, well, the, uh, the normies will say, well, you're bitter and hurt and you're just mad because you nobody hugged you and you can't get a girl, right? These, all of these things that then when they say, oh, we care about mental health, you obviously don't care because now we're virgins and incels and bitter hurt. So this romantic love, I think it's been problematic. I've compared romantic love synonymous to pornography. It's very closely linked. It actually has almost the same chemical reaction for men and females, male and females. And the expectation often is put on the man to perform a lot of duties and the woman to receive. This is a mythical romantic love. This is the romantic love you were sold through Disney and other cartoons and, and programming. But this is non-existent. It doesn't exist over time, right? It doesn't last. And then people fall out of that and they become enemies. 
They treat people with a disregard. These people were never in love, if you will, even though they got married. Now, here's the thing, because I always say the opposite of love would be indifference, would be actually caring for the person outside of love. But if you, the opposite of love is not hate. Hate normally comes from detachment. So what you had was not love. You had an attachment. Similarly, if you are dependent on someone and it detaches from you and you lash out against it, that wasn't love. That's attachment. That's similar to a parasite, a, a, uh, a tick, a flea, a virus, a symbiote. Any type of parasite that is, uh, have to be detached from its host can potentially lash out and try to destroy the host. In fact, they're destroying the host by the attachment and thinking it's love. You would be indifferent. Oh, man, I hope they move on to bigger and better things. And men and women do this as well. The woman leaves you and you become violent or you stalk and harass. This is not love. This is attachment. But let me get into this right here and show you that we talk about the Disney fairy tales and romantic love. Men have been programmed with many varieties of romantic love as well. And one of them is Mario and the princess or any story, princess and the bride, any story where a man actually goes above and beyond fire breathing dragons, dis, uh, develops, displays chivalry. And oftentimes he has great deficiencies. He looks like Ruben Stutter with the hot dogs on the back of his neck. He's oblong, odd shaped, short, tall, awkward, skinny, bird chested. It don't matter. Short Italian with a big nose. It don't matter. You're still going to go after the princess because this is what you prioritize. Now, this is the romantic love that men try to use because, hey, I'm deficient. I'm ugly. I'm not the top guy, but I will show you that I will go through anything through hell, through the hell and high water to get to the princess. I will save the princess. Normally against those men, oh, don't be like those men. Now, inevitably, we know women give their better selves to the dragon, to the beast, a.k.a. the Pookie, the Tyrones, the Chads. They cannot help to, but to submit to them. Now, when it doesn't work out, they will let you uh, go through quicksand to that, try to get them. Yeah. And we have these in Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man as well. These men oftentimes use these their moral compass. Also, it is kind of to impress the woman who uh, doesn't really see them, but they see the superhero side of him. If she only knew I was this guy, right? But we do this. And what happens is early on in our lives, we get hurt. I have to admit, we try to win them over on this way. Pull out chairs, give them chocolate, give them teddy bears, give them all that we can afford. We have $50. We'll give a woman 25, 30 of those dollars. And we'll take her out on a date and hope that she doesn't order more than $55 worth of meal. We'll eat a salad or we'll drink water and let her eat. And then sometimes you'll get used, finessed, let on. And these things are very hurtful for men. So what will happen is men will develop another strategy. I ain't going to give a bitch shit. I ain't never going to be finessed. A bitch of mine can't never keep a dime. All right. Women don't worth nothing. They ain't worth it. Okay, we develop these things to not get finessed. Not that we don't like women. We just got finessed already. Mm. And women can be very parasitic. They're parasites. They're target men to finesse them. Not all, but it happens. Then when a woman says, why can't you just buy me a drink? Well, I've already bought 50 drinks and gotten nowhere. 
Somebody told you that buying a drink will get you in to a conversation with a woman. It's not always true. Not always true. Yeah, no. It is what it is. So then you develop a strategy as to not uh, be romantic, not lend things to women because you think by doing that, that puts you in a weaker position. But let me just go over this. Okay, let me go over this. Let me show you here. You Ruben stuttered ass ninja's going to be mad today. And the ladies, you're going to be upset today too because I'm going to tell you, you are not lovers. You're not. Women do lean, uh, lean on romantic stories and love to say that they're the better lovers. They're better at romance. But if you notice, most of the romance that they like to participate in is often pedestalizing her, in which she's the receiver of the romance and love, rarely the giver. And really, you just got to turn the right key, and then you can unlock it. You can actually have that flower open up. She's the receiver of the romantic love. Listen, this, I've already said this earlier this week. It's like believing in Santa Claus. What do I have to lose? I believe in it, all right, because I'm going to be the receiver, receiver of good things if I do. You can't receive if you don't believe. Women are the receivers of romantic love, and then in exchange for that, they offer themselves up. They open themselves up in many ways, okay? This is why I think they're not really good at love. Now, what you'll find out is that once she opens herself up, she'll say, hey, you made these promises or you have these things available to me. I open myself up to you. I don't open myself up to all men. So once I open myself up, you opened up my heart. Don't crush it. Thus, she develops an attachment to what she was receiving, an attachment to the attention, an attachment, a demand. And then she places societal demands on you for romantic love. Let me go through these things right here. And then when you break that agreement, she's going to say, you did me wrong. At the same time, collect all of the things that she collected from you in pursuit of that romantic love. But I'm going to show you that men are the most true romantics out here. And I'm going to give you several examples. Number one, the goal is to get the girl. In every romantic story, the man is the pursuer of the girl. Now, the outliers suggest that there are men that get pursued by women. These are going to be the outliers. But most men aren't in the position. They have to pursue the woman. In that, they have to follow a couple of uh, things based on whatever, whatever it is. They have to figure out what she wants in order for him to get the girl to like him for him. The opposite is not true. The woman nor has to pursue the guy unless the guy is the top 10%, the outlier. She has to just sit there and be her and do not very much. She, she has to win a genetic lottery, obviously. She might have to work on herself. Sometimes they go above and beyond and say, I'm going to work on myself and get degrees and jobs in the townhouse. That's, that's stuff that men don't care about, despite the fact that they want us to care about it. We don't care about it. We want you. Not only that, we want you to like us for us. So we impress you. We oftentimes overextend ourselves financially to get you or to keep you to like us for us. On the other side, that's not true. She might say, I won't open up to you until you like me for me, but that doesn't insinuate love. That means there's a process that I have to go through to open up to like you for you. So she's going to protect herself, but she's not protecting herself 
from love. She's protecting herself from you using her. Usury. In the process, she's using you. Let's go ahead and go ahead to the next one. When you find the girl, most of the time, you'll do everything you can to protect her. This is both a positive and a negative because our definition of love is not the romantic world's definition of love. In fact, do you know that I can say I love you and don't do it in the traditional ways, rose petals and all these things. And men do mess up this approach. So I got the girl. I found you. I'm going to do everything that I can to protect you, which means I'm going to overlook your flaws, more flaws than you're willing to overlook with me because I have to prove myself to you. You, on the other hand, can look like a busted Pillsbury biscuit can, but I like that, and I'll overlook that. I'll never tell you I'm overlooking that. I'm going to protect you and say, you're perfect. You're just the way I like you. Now, she says on the other end, well, you're short, bald, old, and gray. You got a dad bod. You're not really as wealthy as I believe. I think I know my worth. I'll give you a chance. Now, is that love? Is that love? That is not love. She actually told you who you were. Well, I normally date tall athletes, but I'll give you a chance. Is that romance? This is, this is indubitably what we're in, but you overlooked all her flaws. That would be romantic. Hey, baby, you just the way I were. I love the stretch marks. I love the soggy-ass titties. I love the, 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 the cellulite on your ass. Listen, don't ever feel ashamed. I love all those pimples and moles on the back, on your back. I love all the acne on your chin. I love you without makeup. We will tend to make these exceptions because that's what sometimes we have to do. That's what we have to do. He said, Coach got told that. Hey, it's okay, guys. All of y'all are ugly. All of y'all are ugly. Everybody gets told these things. Nobody's perfect out here. And it's quite all right. But when you have leverage and options, nobody cares. But you will go with a busted Pillsbury biscuit can and you will say that you like that. On the opposite side, you're not hearing that. You're also not giving her a list to qualify in order to fall in love. You will fall in love with her just the way she is. She will then say, these things have to be, you have to fall through these things. You have to have this, this, and this, this, and this. Is that romantic love? Is that love? Then she'll say, if you demonstrate certain things, then I'll love you. This sounds like a transaction. It's okay, but you like her for where she is. That would be more indicative of a love. And then you do things for her without asking. She says, you must read my mind. You should know these things. I shouldn't have to tell you, right? I shouldn't have to tell you to send me a good morning text. I shouldn't have to tell you to pick up your socks. I shouldn't have to tell you to invite me out to dinner. I shouldn't have to tell you which restaurant to go to. I shouldn't have to tell you. If you love me, you would do these things. You would do them without me asking. Her on the other end, it doesn't work that way. You didn't ask me, so I didn't give it to you. 
Do you see where I'm going with this? In many cases, you have to consider her feelings over yours. Men do have their ego out here. My ego is my amigo. I know who I am. I accept who I am. A lot of you guys cannot stand when women tell you you're not good enough. And there was an example with somebody in the comment section. I know who I am. So I fully accept who I am and all my deficiencies and flaws. That's why I'm able to conquer situations that you cannot conquer. I know who I am and what I represent, and it ain't ever going to change. You, on the other hand, are worried about how women evaluate you. I don't. It's not even a possibility because I know I can get a version of her for less than $500 to $1,000 like that. She's viable. She's replaceable, and there's many models of her. There's not many of me. You're talking about the top 10% or better. There's not many of me, and I know this. So in many cases, you have to consider her feelings, how she feels. She, on the other hand, can belittle you, berate you, make jokes about you, and so forth, and say it's about love. But she's really telling you about yourself, and then she'll say it's a joke. You cannot do that. Which one is love? Which one is more romantic? A person who considers another person's feelings, a person that doesn't. In these situations, men will find that woman and do everything he can protect her, most of it without her asking. Most of it will go unnoticed or be taken for granted. And you will go to try to protect her, right? You'll protect her. I'm going to give you an example. The protection will turn to overprotection. This is where men mess up with this romantic love. You'll overprotect her. You'll mate guard her. You'll tell her she can't talk to other men. And she's a waitress. You'll protect her without knowing. She'll walk down the street. Remember, you'll walk closer to the curb. You'll deflect her from mud, paint, mosquitoes, cars. You'll do everything to shield her. When it rains, you'll put the umbrella or you'll over her head or you'll give her a coat when she's cold. You're looking out for her in every instance. You'll protect her from danger. You know what's going to happen? She will not be aware of these things. Because she's unaware, she doesn't realize you're protecting her. If she's ever aware that you're protecting her, no, don't talk to that guy. You only can talk to me. Then she'll notice it. Hey, you're a little bit overprotecting me. You're just controlling me just a little bit. What do you mean I can't go to girls' nights out? You'll overprotect her, and this will seem unromantic. But this is the only way you can keep her is by overprotecting her. If she's ever aware of it, she will think it's controlling. Now watch this. There are ways that men love women romantically through protection that she doesn't know is a display of love, but you're showing you you love her. You're showing you you love her. Let me give you an example. A woman wants a man to open up and say, baby, I love you. You're wonderful. You're great. You're magnificent. You're glorious. I love you. Here's a gift. Here's a trip. Here's a dinner. Here's a reward. That's what they think love is. But watch this. A man can love you and say nothing. He can display his romantic love mostly through protection because that's what we're here for. And he will not say a world. He will not say a world. A world. 
He will not say a word. She's in the car seat. You're driving. You're driving the speed limit. Normally with this, when she's not in the car, you're speeding. You're zigzagging. You're slaloming through traffic. You're driving recklessly. She's in the car. You drive under control. That's a protection. That is a symbol of love. He's making a statement without saying anything. I'm going to drive safe because I have precious cargo. I have my woman and my children. That is a statement of love. That says everything. But she doesn't realize it. He doesn't love me. He never says he loves me. Watch this. A car breaks in front of him. He hits the brakes. When he hits the brake, he reaches his hands over. She has a seatbelt on, but I'm going to reach my hand over just in case her head, she's not paying attention, and her head hits the dashboard, the windshield. That's a statement of love. That's a romantic gesture. She might say, why do you always put your hand in front of me when you break? Well, because he loves you. He's protecting you. That's a statement of romance and love. You didn't have to say it. He displayed it. And she never got it. And a matter of fact, she critiqued him for it. Why do you always put your hand over me? Why do you always do this? Because he's thinking of you even in the most dangerous moment. In a moment that he could have protected himself and let you fly through the windshield or let your head, your forehead hit the dashboard. He said, I don't want that to happen. That is a romantic gesture. He didn't have to say anything. He might have tried to cop a feel on it, but that is a romantic gesture. That is, people are saying, no, you're agreeing with me because women are like children. Yes, they are like your children. They're like your child. They're no different. We protect, insecure, and provide. You tried to disagree, but you actually agree with me. That's a romantic gesture. That's a statement of love. But they think romantic gestures in love is what? Gift, poem, outright display. But that's a protection. If I'm walking down the street and I grab her hand, public display of, uh, of, of affection, it's also protection. Stay close to me. This is what it is. I, guys, these are the things that men do. And it goes unnoticed because men aren't overtly going to tell you that we're romantic. We're showing you. We're not going to have a long paragraph. I'm going to display my love by doing X, Y, and Z. What we're doing is we're going to fall into a line of protection. But this is going to go into overprotection after a certain time. And she might take it for granted. The overprotection. You support her no matter what she does to you. She does things to you. You might not like them. You not, might, might not like that when you're in public, she talks about you or she tells your business. You can obviously tell her business, but you probably don't engage into that type of stuff. You might even tell her, hey, I don't like when you tell my business. I don't like when you crack jokes about me in public with your friends and family. I don't like that. She might say, oh, just grow a thicker skin. Again, 
Who's the romantic here? Oh, man up. Oh, man, you got to handle me. These are all the things that they will say back to you, and they're supposed to be the romantic. They're supposed to be the lover. And they'll do, oh, come on, man, you need to know how to get, you need to know how to take a joke. But we're the, but, but they're the romantic. Meanwhile, you'll never do that. You never say, look at your fat, sloppy, soggy ass and your bunions. Look at your knock knees. Look at these damn knock knees. Look how your toes curl out. Look at this shit. Look at this. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, y'all, check out my girl's soggy ass ass. Look at her ass right there. Look at, look, look at about, hey, hey, come here, come here, come here. Look at how that, her ass jiggle at the bottom, how it's all loose down here. We're going to support her no matter what because we can't say these things. Why? Her feelings. So we will never say those things. We'll never do them. That's a display of romanticism and love. We're going to protect her. But she will not get, treat you in kind. She will not do that. Her idea of romance is if she's there, you're paying attention to her. Paying attention. Thus, she'll benefit. I'm here or I want to be near you. Why? Because I get attention. I get touching. I get words of affirmation. I get comfort. I get support. I get reassurance. I get dinner. I get a trip. <laughs> hey, man, come here, y'all. Look at her muffin top when she wears these jeans. Look at this shit. We would never do that. In fact, if she does these things, we typically will say, you know what? Let me just walk away and be the bigger person because she's like a child. We are like the adult here. I'm going to walk away instead of saying something that's going to piss her off. These are all displays of romantic love as to not hurt her feelings. Here's another one, and then we're almost done. Everything that you do to her is almost conditioned on a payment or an investment in her. If you love me, you'll pay for dinner. If you like me, You'll buy a drink. If you like me, you'll meet me out for a drink and or dinner. Then I'll return the con. And now eventually, once you meet these conditions or requirements, investment, money, time, energy, you got to show me you love me. You got to openly, and then I'll, then I'll think about it. So I have this phrase, everything he gives a woman is a gift. Everything that she gives a man is a loan. So now she's going to loan herself to you because you've met the conditions. And over time, she, you'll hit that bottom and she'll fall in love with you. Or she'll fall into attachment to you. I think most people are in attachment, not love. Most men are in love. Most women are in business. The business is displayed when the love goes. There's no more love. Let's handle the business now. So if I have to make an investment or a payment, a paying of attention, an approach, a display of interest. If I have to do these things to get your love and romance, how are you the romantic? Mm. I wonder, I'm asking, how are you the romantic? Because you believe in this fairy tale myth makes you a romantic? I don't think so. Most men are scared to approach a woman. They're scared to even get the op opportunity to be romantic. Because of the rejection attached to it. The woman knows their re rejection, but she's supposed to be the person that is the romantic. I don't understand how we see it this way. Many normie relationships also demonstrate 
that even the things that she gives you that are alone is given to you as a reward. So the gift is temporary. She will say, I invest my body. I invest my time. These are true. But these things are used as a reward for what you've done or who you are. So the guy that is has to invest little. The guy that isn't has to demonstrate or gift more up front and they get the reward of her. You get my body. You get my time. This is your reward. Some people in marriages, I'll give you your treat. I'll give you a cookie. I'll give you your gift. You were good. You earned points. You earned points. You got some points with me today. You won some points. Let me give you a reward. Does this sound like romance? Does this sound like romance? Or does this sound like a transaction? Does this sound like the man is the romance? Romantic. <laughs> oh, you were good to me. You didn't piss me off. You, you, you were a good dad today. You washed and folded the laundry. This doesn't sound like romance. This sounds like she's loaning you or she's treating what she has as a reward. Hey, you said all the right things. I'm going to go hang out with you. That's a reward system. That is not romance. Okay, you said the right things to me. You said all the right things on the dating app, on the text messages. I'm going to hang out with you and see what else I can get. All right, let's see. Let's see, does he text me first? Let's see, does he treat me right? Let's see, these are all things she's receiving. Then she's going to what? Give back in kind. This is not romance. What you're doing is probably more the romantic. Last thing. Much of what men want to protect, all of these systems that we have on YouTube, all of these things that have dating coaches, free agent lifestyle, SYSBM, passport bros, are men trying to be loved just for them. A passport bro theoretically is saying, I want to go to a place where people actually like me for me. A guy that says, I want her soul is a guy that's saying, I want her to like me for me. I want her soul to be attached to me. A guy that says, don't lead with your wallet is a guy that says, I want a woman that likes me for me. So thus, I'm going to demonstrate by doing this thing to get this woman to like me for me. So he's going to leave the game of Western romance, which is transactional, which is her loaning you, which is you doing romance and potentially getting nothing and going somewhere where the woman loves you for you. Your strategy is I want the woman to like me for me, which is romantic. That is romantic. People say a dig at. There's no digs. I'm telling you what men do. There's no digs here. People are always trying to create drama because you guys are female oriented. There's no digs. The free agent lifestyle is similar. When I say leveraging options, that's the same thing. Guys, take your woman shit to somewhere else. Here's what I'm saying. Men develop strategies to get women to like them for them. Not for what they have. Not for what they can provide. So when you say don't leave with your wallet, that's obviously trying to get a guy to not to, to not do what the woman wants him to do, which is like him for what he provides. 
Watch this. If a woman, if a man says, don't trick on a woman, that is a system he's devising to say, get the woman to like you for you. If you use the money, she won't like you for the money. When men say gold digger, that's a gold digger. The man is essentially saying he doesn't like him for him. He likes him for the money. This is not romance. What he's trying to do is get the romance. He's trying to get this. And it's inevitably not working. The farther we go along in the monetized female, if the woman says, I want a man on my level or above, is that romance? <laughs> She's taking romance off the table and sold herself and or eliminated men no matter what romantic gestures he gives. Tell me who's the true romantic. Tell me who's the true romantic. It is obviously, if anybody has these thoughts, it's not the woman. Last point. For the women who say, I'm not like that. Those are those women you're describing. I want to ask you this. When you say this, please put a photo of yourself for all of us to see because we need to see that you guys look like a four and below, which is okay. This is okay. I don't care that you look like a four. But inevitably, you are a four or below. You're not an attractive person. You probably look like the difference between Shrek or a cross between Shrek's, the female Shrek and the female gremlin. You're not taking that into account in this scenario because that does matter. Doesn't mean you can't get penetrated. Doesn't mean we can't use you. But let's just be honest. The reason why you have to take this approach of hopeless romantic is because you don't have much to leverage. So you have to take this position. You have no other choice. Let's just be honest. <laughs> okay. What other choice do you have? You're not going to be gold digging anytime soon. You're not going to be going on high-end dates just because you're attractive anytime soon. There's no need for you to be into ruining guys by finessing them on dates. It's not going to happen. So what other approach do you have but to be not like those other girls? And it's okay. We can love you for that. But what we'll understanding is a lot of times we hear a man is not in love because he wants to have sex with another woman. This is using the man's libido or sexual energy against him. Well, he cheated on me. That doesn't mean he doesn't love you. This is tough for women to understand. This is tough. He's provided every other means to love you. But now you're going to use this. I'm not going to have sex with him. I'm going to make him work for sex. Trust me, husbands know when they're paying for sex with their wife. Then they also know when a woman busts her cheeks wide open and she likes it. He's tired of having intercourse with you. He wants to have sex. And inevitably, yes, he will step out on you because all you're doing is rewarding him from his good, for his good behavior. You're rewarding him for paying. Yes, he's going to step out on you. You're giving him a lazy blowjob. He's going to want to have a woman get nasty on him and get all sloppy. He's tired of it, so yes, he's going to step out on you. 
He's tired of paying for sex for his wife. Indeed. So, yeah, he stepped out on you. Do you blame him? He wanted to step out the entire time, but because he loved you, he didn't. He made a huge sacrifice. Just the sacrifice of being monogamous proves he's romantic. The sacrifice, the mere sacrifice of a monogamous male proves that men are way more romantic than women. In fact, that monogamous male will still get cheated on. And the gift that she was giving him, she will give freely to another man while he's providing and protecting the entire time. But he didn't love her. And he pushed her into our arms. These are all the funny things that we deal with in our world when we talk about these things. In fact, last point, Brie Foltz Law suggests, and I'll suggest it for the normies, Brie Foltz Law suggests that women do not love romantically. Brie Foltz Law, developed by Robert Brie and it says, Refold's law maintains that, quote, the female, not the male, determines all conditions of the animal family. Where the female can derive no benefit from association with the male, no association takes place. Okay, replace association with relationship. If there is no benefit, the female does not have any association and when i say association that means a conversation just the mere fact that i would walk up to a woman she would look at me and say there's no benefit here i'm gonna keep it moving now if i'm standing in the market square and a fat woman a skinny woman a buck tooth a cockeyed knock need an old woman a young woman walked up to me and engaged in the conversation we probably would talk to her. We would talk to her because we're not used to it. We probably would look around. Hi, ma'am. Yes. What are you talking about? And then over time, if she says, hey, you know what? I think I would like you. You would take it. You take it. Most men would take it. The outliers do actually prove the rule. We would take the invitation. Let me just show you as an example here. We would talk to the woman. As an example here, take a look at this one right there. Any conversation, we would, we would not destroy the woman's ego. We would let her off easy, or we would just be like, you know what? Hey, this is the easiest thing I got going on today. <laughs> this ninja right here. All right. She could be 50, 60, 70, 20. <laughs> oh, she could be black, white, Puerto Rican, or Asian. We would simply go, Mm. all right, this is another human being. We'll respect the fact that she's just human. We wouldn't laugh. We wouldn't say, oh, we wouldn't protect ourselves and act like we were going to get attacked. We wouldn't do any of those things. We would go, oh, hi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Your name's Vanessa. Good to meet you. Uh, <laughs> now, in this scenario, who's the true romantic? Briefos Law states, if the woman sees no benefit... She's going to get nothing. She doesn't even open her mouth. She don't even waste her time. She don't even talk. She doesn't even extend another day to you. 
This is not romance. <laughs> this is nowhere near romance. And it's getting worse because less and less men are able to qualify. Let's get to these super chats. What a world we live in. It's an evil world we're living now. It's an evil world we live it's in. It's your time to disagree. It's your time to disagree if you disagree with this. And you can't use the old, sh even chivalry suggests that the men are the romantic. Even chivalry suggests that the man is the romantic. Oddly enough, chivalry is a misnomer. It's not exactly what it is intended to be. We're told that chivalry is some guy that just pulls out chairs and is nice and treats the woman and, and, and talks to her and open door. Like, that's what we're told. That has so little to do with actual chivalry. It's ridiculous. It is a knight, a warrior, in essence, a guy who is the top 10%, a protector who actually has a system of chivalry that, that small present, the, sm the smallest part of it is being nice to a woman, protecting her, coming to her aid, rescuing her. In the chivalrous system, it's a combat code as well. He must do these things. He must, you know, uh, he must go through a sword battle if he's disrespected. And he takes his glove off, smacks him across the face on guard. You know what I mean? He doesn't shoot a guy in the back. That's chivalry. He takes him on. He does 10 paces, turns around and shoot. He doesn't do nine. You know what I mean? He doesn't cheat. This is chivalry. Now, in this system of chivalry, what does the woman do? Hold on. In the system of chivalry, where they say a man is romantic if he's chivalrous, that is implying that the man is romantic. If he does this, what does the woman do to receive this so-called chivalry? The answer is jack shit, zero, nothing. She just sits there and waits. <laughs> and then somebody just gives her with chivalry because she is. Because I am woman, I am female, I am feminine. You have a system of honor and whatnot that you must show me as romance for me to, all she got to do is be stealing oxygen that day. <laughs> she don't have to be romantic first. As he's riding on his horse, she says, hi, I'm romantic. Look at me, <laughs> right? He's riding on his horse. She just sitting there, all right? And the itsy bitsy spider is falling down the tree or climbing up the water spout. And then down comes the rain and washed the spider out. She's just sitting there while the spider's crawling in her porridge. <laughs> See what I mean? She just has to sit there and wait for a ninja to just give her shit. This is not romance. I'm telling you, men are in love. Women are in business. Women are the receivers of love. That's why they believe in it more than men. Because the love standard means she does nothing and then she gets the standard for men is that you give and you give with the kindness. You give under you you give no matter what. Even if you don't receive, 
Giving is what you do. You show that you are willing to give, and then thus they might think about it. Mm. But you still must give. This is called a payment system, a transactional, a transaction, and this is not love. Mm. And then once you just once you perform brief false law, if you see a benefit, you open up, you open sesame, you open the drawbridge, you open the flower. Here, here's your gift. Here's your reward. <laughs> All right, let me give it these super chats, man. I'm telling you, brothers, where's your disagreement on this? By the way, I, I said I was going to go on here. I do have to play this video, and Hafiz is in the video. Uh, somebody shared it with me. This woman's going to say men love better than women. Men love better than women. All right, shout out to Hafiz. You're in this clip. He's not their knight on a horse. He is their co-partner. And he has his, he's as weak as a woman is weak. And he's as strong and as strong as she is. But they, because they're different about the ways they do it, if you give each person space to show you how they are gentle, how they do love, I think, I don't know, I think men love better than women. Mm. <laughs> Look at a feast. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. All right, let's continue. I, and I'm, I'm not talking sexually. I'm, oh, okay. I'm talking. I'm talking about their commitment. And if you have to be sure he really loves you, I think there's a lot of guys that talk the talk. Um, but I think once a man truly loves a woman, she better really hold up her end. She better really hold up her end. And we're noticing women aren't holding up their end. Last, really last point. I want people to stop thinking sexual exclusivity or lack of proves that men are not romantic. That is going to have to be false. So a woman will say, well, if he loves me, he wouldn't cheat on me. I think that is not true. But listen, I can't, I can't make you think differently of this. You're, you're going to have that belief as a disqualifier. Well, who's to say you were performing the duty that you needed to perform? Who's to say that you weren't emptying this ball sack every morning? Who's to say you weren't leveraging sex against him? Who's to say you weren't using sex as a weapon? Who's to say that you were not fulfilling your duties with enthusiasm? Who's to say that you're good in bed? Who's to say? Who's to say? There's a lot of things to actually think about when you talk about a guy stepping out on a woman. He might do that initially and realize he made a bad deal, but stick around. Who's to say why he stepped out on you? Who's to say? Every time he comes home, you do not, you do not greet him with enthusiasm and love, and he feels taken advantage of. Or he's just a horny bastard. He's just a horny bastard. But that does not indicate that he's not romantic. That doesn't indicate love at all. That's just a sexual act. And over time, men will find out that sex is just like a handshake. Okay? Men can have sex with multiple women and love one. The same cannot be said for women. In most cases, outliers prove the rule. Exceptions prove the rule. Women typically, if there's multiple partners, she cannot be loyal to both. She cannot provide what 
the man needs to the other one. She will pull back the very thing. That guy will have sex with another woman and then come back and let her slob on another. <laughs> yeah. I know that 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 is where I'm going to lose a lot of people. That is where I'm going to lose it. I just don't think people are willing to understand men. But again, I, I'm not a believer in monogamy. So there's that. I don't believe in monogamy. I don't even believe it's possible as a as a moral code. Okay. Yeah, women cannot serve two masters. The minute the another guy is there emotionally, she will gift that guy access. The minute the husband is not there emotionally and another man is, she will gift that guy access. So once she gives that guy access, she liable to cut you off. She liable to cut you. She liable to set you up. She liable to cut your brake line. She liable to take your kids away. Once she's connected emotionally and then has now rewarded that other man access, you liable to lose your breath. You liable for a hitman to be hired. You liable for a ninja to break into your house and steal you, uh, steal from you. You liable to have your life snuffed out. <laughs> if a man has another mistress, just about the only thing that could happen to the wife is resources being taken and given to the other woman, which is very important. That about be the worst thing that could happen. He now is giving her resources that come from the family. Now, that is the d disgrace. You shouldn't engage in that. <laughs> All right, so anyway. All right. Okay, all right, let me get into these Super Chats, man. It is what it is. I know people are going to get lost on that one, but I get it. Jay Flo says, I show, my, I show my wife love through actions, whereas she tells me she's loved me and doesn't do shit. He says, the game is effed up, and he says, got him, and this is inevitable. I think this is true. I think because we say women are romantic in love because she's willing to say, I miss you. I love you. You're my all. You're my mate. Now, is it always true? We cannot tell. But I know men have heard that, and the next day, she's divorcing him. Or she's doing it because she really feels that, or she feels obligated to do that. We cannot, under, we cannot know this to be true. She wants you to do the same thing. If you love me, you would do these things. I've often said this. I've often said this. You guys... um. You cannot determine how a person loves you. You can say, I don't want to be loved this way. You can say, love me in a special way. Now, you can set these rules. You can set guidelines. You can set barriers and boundaries. That's important. But most of the time, guys aren't going to do what you, what, what you want them to do. Does that guy not love you? The answer is you can't determine that. Just because he didn't write a poem and go to uh, uh, the slam poetry and take you here and there, that doesn't mean he doesn't love you at all, in my opinion. You cannot determine. You, got not determine, you cannot set an expectation of what, how you receive love to an extent. Because men will show love in a whole bunch of actions and never any words. Never. How does a father show a child love? How does a father, how does a husband show a wife love? 
if he comes home every day after work, he loves that woman to a certain extent. He loves that woman more than any other woman. Simply by leaving work and coming home. <laughs> I mean, what more can you say? What more that needs to be said? Now, if this ninja go to the titty bar, he go to the no-tail motel, he don't come home at all, he come home every two days, I don't think he loves her. He, he, can, he can probably now open up the argument he don't love her. Right? He doesn't. A man loves his kids by doing everything. He don't need to tell the kids, I love you. Now, do people need to hear it as a reassurance? Yes. But if you use that, if you use that as the only way for him, you to determine how he loves, that is unfair. That's not how men love. He shows love by being present, by providing, by gifting. This is how men do it. And then when we, when we do this, we get penalized because we don't write a poem or a love letter. Well, he doesn't write me letters. He just doesn't say it, and I just don't know. Because you're not romantic. Because you don't know what love is. Because you only give love based on how other people are, whatever, what everybody's doing. And then you want them to do it a certain way. It's just what it is. And by the way, men don't give sex based on love. I don't give a woman sex based on love. That's what women do. This is why a man can have sex with another woman and be in love with another. That's not a loving act. It is for her. It's how she pays back what she's giving. That's the only thing she has to give back. She pays back with sex. She pays back with intimacy. So she thinks that's how you pay attention to women. No, it ain't. That's just our reward. <laughs> That's just a little thing that we do. That's just exercise. That's not how we return love back in kind. Not through sex. Anyway. But, you know, women don't understand those things. They'll never understand it. And uh, that is also shows you that they don't understand what love is. When they never try to understand you, they don't love you. They only look at it as, I want it my way. Anyway. Shout out to uh, uh, Preston says, using the black card because you lost a white. This is all one word. I don't even know why you do this, man. I can't read that shit. I can't even read it. It'll let me. Use... All right. Shout out to Jared T. Appreciate you, brother. It's a whole sentence with the words, no spaces. What are we doing here? What do we do? What are we doing? Like he put the whole sentence, no spaces. Shout out to Zero Vol out says all women are gold diggers. Most just hide the shovel better. And uh, one of the things I understand again is I don't mind like the things that I talked about where women tried to, where men try to avoid women using them and ensuring that the woman likes the man for himself. I think that strategy prevents you from growing. Those strategies prevent you from growing. I want her soul. I want her to like me for me. Meaning that you're not going to work on yourself at all. Don't lead with your wallet. Tricking. You a trick. These are all systems that are designed to ensure that a woman loves you. And I'm here to tell you, a woman can't love you 
without a transaction. I'm here to tell you. Now, I'm not saying you have to transact. I'm just telling you. There ain't a woman on this planet that loves you for you. There's not a woman on planet Earth that can demonstrate that she loves you for you. Not one. So you better figure it out real quick. (laughs) And I'm here. I'm going to prove you wrong all day long. There ain't no woman on this planet that loves you for you. Not one. Not there ain't a woman that opened her legs up because you were you. <laughs> he said, except your mama. That's it. But your mama doing it to ensure that you take care of her. Your mama's, you guys don't understand. Your mama's ensuring that you are there to take care of her in the long run. She's ensuring that you take care of her in the long run. She needs somebody there. Somebody in the absence of a, of a man, a capable man, you'll be there. You have to love yourself more than a woman can ever love you back. I'm telling you, I'm giving you the playbook. You better be complete in loving who you are before you put love in the hands of a woman because this is probably the most flimsiest thing you ever going to do. You're going to find out that that woman don't love you for you and is going to break your heart. (laughs) And this is not a lie. It's going to break your heart when you find out. And then you're going to go into a situation where your goofy ass out here depressed because the woman you found out didn't love you after all. This is not a lie or a drill. And just because, let me, remember I told you, women think men use sex like they do. For instance, women believe that a man doesn't love her if he has sex with another woman. Let me give you the opposite of that. Let me give you the opposite of that because I'm going to show you that this also applies to women. A man thinks that a woman being present means that she loves him because you believe being present demonstrates love. I'm going to break some hearts here. A man believes that a woman being present and available in there means she loves him just as you believe that you just being there and showing up and not having to do certain things means you that you love her this is not true similarly you can have sex with multiple women and love one woman vice versa doesn't apply there's people that are still under their husband and wife right now, and that woman done emotionally detached from this ninja long time ago. In fact, in fact, she's trying to get your monkey ass to break up, and she didn't gave you every reason 
and you still ain't pulled the trigger. And she's still there. Right now, she's thinking, why ain't this ninja broke up? She's shocked. And she's still there. But your dumbass still trying to work it out and get her back in love with you. Am I wrong? This is how women work. But you believe that's because she's there. Oh, she's loyal and faithful. Dude, she, she might be. She might not have another man. She might not have sex with another man. But just because she's there doesn't mean she loves you. That's not how she shows love. She's getting needs met. I still got rent paid. I got a good position. I don't have to worry about paying rent. He's still paying the bills. He's still paying the car note. Therefore, she's there. She ain't going nowhere. She like, why would she pass this up to go be supporting herself? I want you to understand how this works. You guys think that a woman being there and loyal to you means that she loves you. No, not necessarily. No, she trying to plot her. She plotting her exit right now. Many men have been blindsided by a divorce filing. And the woman been in your house and she had sex with you. Why did she have sex with you? Not for a need. It was survival. It was a reward. Come on, man. I know these things are hurtful, but it's just a reality. Once you overcome this reality, you're unstoppable because most of this is a facade. Most of it is a facade. Most of it is based on mythology. This has nothing to do with with with, uh, with anything. All of this stuff has been proven. Look at the state of relationships today. All of this stuff is easy, so easy to prove. She's collecting the resources. You have to develop. He said, Coach, where are you in my house? You have to develop, first of all, love for yourself, whether you're male or female. You must super. I super duper love myself. I'm super self-preserving uh, of myself. My ego's not attached to any woman on this earth. None. Not one woman has my ego attached to them. This is great. This is a great position because it, it doesn't matter. A woman can show up and be beautiful and you will attach your ego to her because you don't want to transact because you think transaction does, insinuates no love. But she sees you as a benefit. The only way she attaches to you is if she sees a benefit. If there's no benefit, she doesn't attach. If she doesn't benefit, your ego's crushed. You have to remove your ego with women because their love is based on what you give them and or if they're attached. It's, it's just that simple. This is the only way around it. This is the only way to beat this thing. This does not mean if a woman wants to cuddle with you and play with the taco meat on your chest and she wants to be snuggling all up on you, it doesn't mean that you can't do that. This is fine. You can do that. But just know that you got to keep the system going where she benefits to keep letting her cuddle with you. To keep her playing with the taco meat on your chest, you have to keep going. You have to keep giving her a benefit or else the benefit stops. If you stop doing what you did to get your girl today, 
she gonna stop loving you right then and there. Am I lying? Am I lying? Whatever you're doing, husbands, if you stop paying the mortgage for the next six months, I can guarantee you your wife is going to fall out of love with you asapidly. It's going to happen. You ain't going to have no control over it. <laughs> That's it. But you think she's loving you for you. I don't think so. And I'm going to ask you, prove it. Prove it to me. Stop paying the mortgage for a whole year. I bet you she find her way to wriggle on out of it asapidly. She be gone. Okay. The guy that spits game and has his girl in masculine frame. I want you for a week straight to cry right in front of your girl. The woman that knows you as a masculine, strong pillar of strength. I want you to crawl every time you come home from work. I want you to curl up on the floor in fetal position and break out in uncontrollable tears. By the next week, gone. Don't be her rock. Don't be her masculine strength. Don't be nothing but a weak pansy ass ninja. She out of there. <laughs> Curl up next to her and grab her hair. I just need somebody. Do that. You was running game and you was masculine. Next week, <laughs> she looking at you like, wait, what? What are we doing now? Don't leave me, leave me, leave me. Don't go, don't go. Gone. Whatever you are to her right now, be the opposite. You will lose that woman. And this is just how it goes. And it's okay. And you have to be okay with this. If you're not okay with this, you're going to be out here getting fish filleted out here. <laughs> yeah, she's going to look at you like, hold up for a second. Wait a minute. Who are you? Yep. Lose your house if you're dating girls. Let's just say this. You were transacting with a sugar baby. You were giving her an allowance. She was coming over there slobbing, slobbing all over your body. That You do this for two months straight, and you agree. Every week, you're going to get an allowance. The, after two months, say, you know what? I had a little bit of tight finances here. I'm on a budget. I got to handle some business. Can you keep coming over? but I won't be able to give you your allowance. This woman was slobbing all over you. You was hitting them guts. You was skeeting in it. You was hitting her bottom. She was opening up like a flower. Then say, for the next two weeks, I can't give you allowance. Guess what's going to happen? It don't matter if it's, look, it don't matter if it's money, energy, attention, or time. You remove it, the relationship's over. <laughs> it's over and you have to be okay with this because she was only rewarding you for what you were doing that was it she was giving to you for what you were doing for her or making her feel a certain way as soon as you made her feel different gone the exception proves the rule there are some women that will put up with this 
for a, a period of time. Anyway. <laughs> Yo. Am I wrong? Shout out to Zero Fallout. What's, he says, what great works of literature, art, music, and architecture have they created for love? Taj Mahal was built to honor his dead queen. He says, Van Gogh paintings were because of a woman. These are all gestures of, of love that men have uh, done in the world. You would have to ask you, what, what have women done for men in terms of gestures? Just about the only thing. He says, uh, Dale says, do you think men can love multiple women? I would say, I would say yes. I mean, I think men can romantically love multiple women. We're capable of it. I think we're capable of it. I mean, our love is not based on intimacy. A woman's love is based on intimacy and feelings. Our love is based on mostly like, uh, you know, being able to do things for them. Like you, you love, you do. You do, you love. And then she gives back. But I think men are capable of doing it. Now, you might disagree with that, but I think so. Oh, man, we got a, we got a lot of PayPal's. So I'm going to get to these back, back and forth here, Super Chats. Uh, and then MC Hamster says it's easier for women to find someone else than us. So she's betting big on you if she stays. Her opportunity cost is much higher. That's the nature. That is the nature. And, uh, yeah, she'll do that. She'll kind of feel like, hey, I could, there's a better chance that I can get something better. And that would be hypergamy. Another thing to look out for is that women will find themselves in a position when they know they're kind of going to their end, meaning 40s, 45, they will actually go out there to repackage or market themselves. And they'll be married. This is why you find women in this age, 40, 45, 50, they're going to girl nights out. They're going to girls' nights out. They're going on girls' trips. What they're doing is re-leveraging themselves just in case. Shout out to uh, California Roll Brazilian. Says, hey, coach, you should check out Paul Elam. I actually know him. I'm about, I don't, I know of him. I, when I was watching Red Pill, that was who I was watching. I know about him. He's one of the originals. He says he talks about how women in medieval or Victorian eras had movements to turn the military code of chivalry into something they could benefit from. He also talks about how romantic love is a form of insanity. Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with that. It's not, I, I think it's something that men are going to often find themselves doing and they'll do it freely. And they'll think they're doing it to get the woman to love them for, but they're not loving them from you. Michael R. And, and are the, where are the ladies at? Y'all quiet. Where are the ladies at? Do y'all disagree? Let me know. Okay, if a woman loves you for you, why is there a back end? Why is there such a thing? Uh, 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 why do women come after child support and alimony when they know it punishes you? They know it's a system of punishment. They will continue to say, no, it's not. I have my needs. I need to take care of the kids. Okay, why don't you put the kids with the father? They'll never do it. I mean, you can call the bullshit out right away. Oh, the kids can't eat? Well, they can eat over here. They have, they have, they have, they don't have an extra room. They have an extra room over here. 
But then they'll say it's a system of uh, they just need somebody to take care of the kids. No, it, that, that's not true. They, they will prevent the kid from being in a better situation as to keep them against you, right? But the better situation is that you provide for them to be in a better situation. It's really foolish out here. Um, can somebody give me an example of the Bible promoting romantic love? I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true, but I listen, I haven't read the entire Bible. Somebody's asking does if the the Bible promoting romantic love. I can't give you an example of the Bible promoting our system of romantic love. If maybe you can. Maybe you can. <laughs> Alexa says all four of us are here. Okay, shout out to you. Uh Michael R says, "Hey yo, coach, women don't love men so much." He says, women don't love so men so much that the more I ever checked out and I effed by girls <laughs> is when they're walking with their boyfriend or a significant other. Okay. The most I've ever get checked out or I, okay. So when the woman's with another, when, when they're with their man, they looking at you essentially. I know I got it right after a little bit. So they're looking at you while they're checking out their other men. I mean, while they're with their other men. That, that's a difficult position here. That's a difficult position for them. A lot of men get in that situation. I don't find that situation to be very common, but it happens. Caitlin says, if a man marries a woman, he already showed her that he loves her. That's a fact. I mean, what more can you say? A man doesn't waste marriage on a woman he doesn't love at all. Shout out to Danero Tranquilo. Broke up with my girl because I caught her cheating. My dumb ass almost took her back. She gave me that neck, and at dinner, she said she wanted security. It was, at that moment, it hit me. CGA got me the Crimson Capsules. Indeed. Indeed. If a woman says, I want a guy that's tall, I want him to have a big house, I want to feel secure, that is not love. That is not love. That is essentially, that is essentially her transacting to get what she wants. I want a guy. I, I want to be married. That is a transactional relationship she's talking about. I'm 40 now. I want a retirement plan. I want a man that's going to be there to be on my benefits or be I can be on his benefits. I want a guy to put on my emergency documents so that if something happens to me, they have someone to call. This is not love. This is not love. Shout out to I'm going to call you KP. He says, coach, I'm indebted to my father for loving, but I'm more indebted to my mentor for living well. Quote by Alexander the Great, the apostle, and you're absolutely right. Women can't love because to love someone means to be willing to lose for their sake. He says, I only see women. I can only see women doing that as a mom to their sons or daughters. Love you, coach, and please keep giving value on overdrive when i get a bag i'll send you a bigger donation from a gen z brokey thank you for extending that it's very much appreciated i know that amount of money is hard for a gen z brokey and gen z in general i will tell you a woman can only love a child uh, uh i'll tell you this if you think your woman loves you have a child with her if you think a woman loves you have a child with her you're gonna find out that she don't love you 
anymore that way. What's going to happen is, again, remove your ego. Because then people are going to be heartbroken. I'm, I'm, I'm preparing you for what's going to happen. What's going to happen is she's going to deliver this baby after incubating this baby for a period of time. This baby's going to come from her. You did not come from her and or you are not related to her. She gave, she gave you access to her and she had your baby out of love more than likely or like or out of fun. Once she has that baby, she's going to experience love like she's never experienced before. That, that child, that life, that human being, male or female, or cisgendered or whatever they call them, non-binary, is going to love that woman better than anybody else has loved her. Because that baby, that human being is going to have needs. And she will, that child will love the mother unconditionally. Unconditionally. Whether that woman's a piece of shit, a skeezer, the best woman in the world. Whether she's fat, whether she's skinny, whether she cockeyed, buck tooth, knock kneed, blind, crippled, or crazy. That child will love that, mom, that woman. There's no, nobody else that will ever be able to measure up to that in terms of love. Nobody. She will never experience love to the level of this. You will not be able to compete with this anymore. This is why they can disconnect the father from the kid and say the father's out of there. She got what she needs in terms of love. This is why they develop codependent, unhealthy relationships with their children. This is why they can never let their children go, no matter if they're 12, 15, 20, or 25. Because this is unconditional love. Dear mama, crack fiend mama, I still love my mama. You see? Once she gets this, it's going to be hard for you to compete as a man. Yeah. The little bit of love you given is never going to be suitable. Kaylin says, a woman will break up with you for smelling funny. Coach, could you imagine a man breaking up with a woman for cooking his chicken wrong? Indeed. <laughs> cooking his chicken wrong. He says, oh, well, that's life, coach. Exactly. That's what I want men to understand. Because the problem men are having is that they're trying to make situations work that are unworkable i want you to take all of these things detach all of these things that you find important well well coach my woman loves me she really loves me and my love she what you're doing is you're trying to make that more important and when the other men don't have that you're trying to say they're not a man they're not a man or they don't they don't have it or you're a better man you'll find out you'll find out it is going to only take it's only going to take a little bit for you to find out the reality Okay, that's all. That's all that'll happen. What's going on here? All right, shout out to Kaylin says a woman will, okay, I already got that one. A woman will break up with you for smelling funny. Oh, that's kind of another funny example. She says you smell funny. Now, this is an example, just really quickly here. An example of a woman say you smell funny is pretty odd. 
because she smells raunchy about 98% of the time. But you never will let her know it because you love her and you protect her. Sometimes all day she smells like underarm must near her bra region. Sometimes she smells like booty cheeks. Sometimes there's booty crumbs in the bed. Sometimes there's bloody areas. Sometimes smell like a whole tuna fish sandwich. And you ain't one time addressed that with her because you love her. Now, one day, you'll come in and smell like you've been outside all day. And she'll say, oh, God, I cannot stand the way you smell. <laughs> right? And you're like, really? I've overlooked your smell like 98% of the time. I've overlooked it. I've never addressed it. I've been there for years, and I keep humping on you, and you still smell. <laughs> but this is an example of men will protect a woman no matter what. You'll never hurt her feelings. Because the minute you, smell, you told her she smelled like what she really smells like, she would be offended. Yeah. We let women have all kind of faults. We let them have, this is why, uh, guys, one thing here. This is why women think they're perfect. This is why they think they never mess up because you never tell them. You never tell them they're messed up. You never tell them they malfunction. You never tell them they have shortcomings. You never, you in fact, tell them the opposite. I like your shortcomings. This is why I appreciate you. And then you do one damn thing, they up there telling the world, and they a whole victim. Men need to start telling women who they really are. With the risk that you lose that woman. Because for some reason, they think they're perfect out here. They think they're throwing a perfect game. <laughs> you need to start telling women who they are. Bitch, oh, come on, look, man. Hey, listen, you cockeyed, all right, but I still be with you. Them cockeyed, sometimes you be looking over here. I can't tell if you're looking at me, and it's kind of weird, but, baby, I still love you. Come on here, drop that neck. Here, come drop that neck. It's barbecue in there. I now. like that you cockeyed. Come here, bring that cockeye over here. Mm. <laughs> Look at these stretch marks. God, let me let me skeet on them stretch marks and see where the see. Let me, let me see where it goes. <laughs> Look. I'm telling you, when they come in and you go in there and you give them a motorboat and you smell they funky armpits, you be like, <laughs> hey, because you know what happened? The woman's sitting there percolating at work. I really want to see you. She come over. She been percolating, sitting in the chair. And then she run over and she lie on her back. And then she be like, go ahead and take me. And you open up. You be like, whoo. All right, you should tell her, girl, you better get in the damn shower. What the hell, man? Don't be throwing me that percolating old thing. Get in the shower. Get in the shower. Next, every time you come to my house, you must shower before you go. Well, I didn't have time, and I worked a little bit late. You ever pick a woman up for a date, and she ain't had time to go get in the shower, and she came straight to work? From work, you picked her up, or you met her for the date. Then you be like, all right, you start kissing her neck. And it smell like sea salt. And you'd be like, you came straight from work? Yeah, I didn't have time to get ready. Oh. Mm. Now, let me tell you something. 
I'm going to tell you this right now. Anytime I meet you, you must shower before I meet you. If I come to the crib and you're coming home and you say, meet me at six and your ass walking through the, through your apartment complex, like you Bigfoot. And I meet you at the door and you were like, hold on, let me get ready. Let me what? Hell no. You must set a time for me to be there. Anytime I come over, you must have gotten straight out the shower. Like, see, these are the things that you're afraid to say. So you just go ahead and, all right, let's go. <laughs> she like, I like when men put their mouth on me. I'm sorry. No, nah, hell no. Hell no. Jump in that shower. Get all that rinsed off before I go up in there. All right, anyway. <laughs> she wiped with some baby wipes. But guys won't tell women these things. You'll just overlook it, and then you'll never bring it up. And then she'll have the nerve to say your feet stank after you done played basketball all day. Damn, your feet stank. You smell like a locker room. I know you just didn't tell me I smell like a locker room. All right, come on. <laughs> I know you didn't tell me I smell like a locker room. Are you crazy? All right, anyway. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy out there. Hey, look, shout out to Raul, or I can't pronounce that, Mr. Huerta in the building. He says, for the good last coach also, what do you think about this 90-day relationship experiment? Okay, 90-day, uh, okay, I'll check it out. A 90-day relationship experiment. Anyway. Yeah, we ignore the bad odor. But, guys, you need to start telling them who they are, man. There's a phrase says, your shit don't stink. And that's because you believe that other people's shit smells worse than yours. Yours smell bad, too. You just can't smell it. Rodney says, great CGA. Sh uh, great show, CGA. Okay, I think I got almost everybody. Indeed, De Niro Tranquillo, did I get you? You said a woman cheated on you? We got Jake. And he says, oh, this is Jamal. Says, do you think it's possible for a man to love someone but not respect them? I think all men love people they don't respect. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think the opposite is not true. A woman can't, if a woman can't respect you, she can never love you. We got a long one that says, no government name, coach, you're right. I've dealt with this in my marriage. My wife became emotionally involved with a woman in a game called Second Life. Okay, he says the woman character was a man in the game, and my wife was a BBL straggle-looking woman. He says, oh, my goodness. He says my needs were completely neglect neglected for low so long. She created an entire family on the game with our kids' names, but with the virtual boyfriend as a father, Coach had virtual baby showers, weddings, and vacations. It came to the point where she felt like she was cheating on the lady by dealing with me. She was in love and told me she could no longer love me, and she left our youngest kid. Wasn't even one crazy world. Sorry for the long chat, but that ish had me messed up when I uncovered it all. All right. As odd as it sounds, it isn't uncommon. It can be possibly a show. I've seen shows like that where a woman will be 
on a, a game and fall in love with the person. This, is, in fact, tells you a woman can, a woman can fall in love with a man in a long-distance relationship. Jamal says, how do you know when a woman loves you? How do you know when a woman loves you? I think it's better to say, how do you know, how, how, how can you tell if a woman doesn't love you? Because again, just because she's there doesn't mean she loves you. Let me tell you, a woman can fall in love with another person that she's never seen or been in the presence of while she lives with another man. Or she will have no man or no woman. And the reason why is they fall in love with either what a person makes, how a person makes them feel or what a person's doing for them. So you're there sitting next to her, but somebody else is telling her, I love you. You're the one. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. And she'll fall in love with that person. Because that person made her feel. Now, you've never texted her. You never had a message. But you live with her. And she says, Why, how come you don't text me? This is normally because somebody else is texting her and saying these things. Women can fall in love with a person like that. For a period of time. Indeed. So I think, yeah, I think this is why they fall for love scams. This is why love scams are criminal. This is why the lover boy approach is a crime. This is why Tinder Swindler was a documentary. Now, women do the same thing to men that they don't love. Hey, daddy. Hey, honey. Hey, snookums. Hey, cookie. Hey, pooter. Hey, pookie. Hey, man, man. Hey, king. Hey, hey, baby doll. Hi, va-voom, va-va-voom. Hi, lover. And they don't give a shit about you. It's something that you're doing for them. They don't care about you. They just trying to get a means to an end, and they will go in and use the same thing. They will use lover girl approach, swindle. They will use all of these, hey, baby, hey, daddy, hey, cutie, hey, big head, hey. They're doing the same thing that would be a crime if a man does it. In fact, Andrew Tate is now said to be the lover boy, the Casanova, if you will. He's using the Casanova lover boy approach. Hey, if you come here, we'll be in a relationship and I'll love you eternally. Then he comes in there and baits and switched them. That's what they're alleging that he's doing. That's a crime. And the crime is he promised love and then switched it to something else. That is the crime. And that the woman was so in love with the guy that she did exactly what she was there to do. That is the crime which they removed all sense of rationality, judgment, maturity, and adult mindset of the woman. No matter if the woman was 18 or 50, she somehow fell for this goofy shit. She somehow said, you know what? Upon further review, <laughs> wait, she was just incapable of stopping herself from getting on the airplane. She was incapable of leaving. She was incapable of saying, I don't want to do this. She was incapable. That's what we do in our world. And she says, well, I was in love, so. <laughs> uh, we got two more, and I think we'll be done. JC says, my Macedon has always has little pieces of tissue on the rim. And another situation here a lot of guys don't know. Is that if um 
women do come with tissue between their legs to the bed. You're going to figure this out. Virgins, be wary. And you'll go be down there, and there'll be pieces of tissue that she don't wipe with stuck between her pute. And then what you're going to do is say nothing. What you're going to do is say nothing. Uh, Kevin G says, Joseph was romantic to let a spirit slay his bitch. All right. <laughs> yep. Wow. What you're going to do is say nothing. You're just going to say nothing. Now, if you came with tissues between your ball sack, she's going to be like, oh, what is this? She's going to let you know. But what you'll do is you just pick at him like you don't need that right there. What, what's wrong? Never mind. Nothing, baby. I'll just get these tissues out. Yeah. He said, you're going to pick it out of there. Because why? You horny. That's all. Randy says, I'll read Randy. She says, she's in love when she sets aside her needs for yours. She is receptive. Randy's a lover. Randy's a lover. She's in love when she sets aside her needs for yours. Hold on for a second. What that mean? All right, anyway. <laughs> I know, this is a family show. This is a family show. Shout out to, um, what do we hear here? Currency says, I'm too broke to worry about my mental health. That is a question I have to ask for all the mental health people. What about if you broke? I've actually said that. What if you're broke? but you have mental health issues. What happens? Shout out to Travis says, just the other day, my ex told me that she, wait, that she loves that our one-year-old daughter gets excited to spend time with me. Now she's trying to restrict the times that I can have with her. I don't get that. La Llorona. La Llorona. La Llorona. Guys, one thing that will, uh, uh, I've actually done shows on this and you might have missed it. One thing that women do cannot stand is that, that the women, uh, that, that um, you're a loving father. Even if you're married to her, she's going to make, she's going to be upset with that. Now, this isn't all women, but in our world, those are her kids. So yes, when you come home, and they say, daddy, and they run to you, she'll eventually hate that. She's going to hate that. If you're sitting on the couch and the kids all run in and you say, hey, let's watch a movie, kids, movie night, and you got popcorn, and they jump into the father's lap, she's going to hate that. She'll eventually hate that. If she comes home and she walks through that door and the kids don't say, mommy, She's going to hate that. If both of you pick up your kids at preschool and the kid runs out and she and the kid runs to daddy, she's going to hate that. It's in their it's in their system. Guys, when you see this, they're going to grow to hate this. This is why we have stories like La Llorona. This is why we have custody battles. If you're a father that fights for custody of your kids, she's going to hate that. If you're a guy that washes their hands, she loves that shit. She loves it. She would rather you move away, move out of the, their lives so that you cannot interfere. They're insanely jealous. It's what they do. 
But if you're a guy that fights for custody, puts up a fight, you're a good father when the kids are on your time, she going to sabotage the shit out of that. This is, this is more likely than not. This isn't the norm. This is very common, though. She going to sabotage the shit <laughs> out of that. She going to manipulate the kids. She going to point. This is why we have a system called parental alienation. Parental alienation most likely describes a woman's behavior. When they talk about it, nobody will ever admit it. But parental alienation is describing what women do to kids against fathers. It is rare, but it is not uncommon that a father will alienate the child from a mother. It is rare. It happens. It's highly uncommon. But parental alienation is an act that women do against fathers. Not fathers that run away. Fathers that want to be present. This is what they do. Okay. People always say, want to say why. Sometimes you don't need to know why. All you need to see is the evidence of it. This is how they work. It's, it's in their system. Sometimes you don't need a thorough explanation as to describe pathological, narcissistic, dark triad, Machiavellian behavior. It's them. It's ingrained in them. <laughs> Come on, man. Anybody that wants to dispute what I'm saying, then you go to a psychology department and figure it out. But this is what they do, and they got time for it. <laughs> they got time for it. And even as we see these things, we'll never even put two and two together. A woman will put a whole nother man in that kid's life. That man will have more access to those children while the father's fighting for those children. I want you to think of how Machiavellian and narcissistic that act is. She knows that pains you. She knows that hurts you. She knows that hurts you. She will limit your access, make you have supervised visits, or limit the amount of time. Drop your kids, drop the kids off at 6 p.m. And when the kids come back to her house, there's another man there. And that kid will be with that family, that man, into the evening, into the morning, into the next week, until you show up. And she will have that man at the door greeting, sending your kids out to you after making your kids pancakes. I'm telling you, man, this is the shit that they do. And have the kid, buy kids to your biological kids. And she'll be sitting up in there just, 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 just soaking up in it. Just soaking it up. Mm -hmm. Send the kids out. Then your kids come in, hey, stepdad made me pancakes for breakfast. And you can't even have two consecutive days to make your kids breakfast. She'll be loving that shit. She hates you more than she loves the kids. Guys, I'm telling you, man, these are things that we describe, that we testify, that we see. But of course, nobody has any solutions for it. But this is what they do. <laughs> this is what they do. And they will, they have, guys, I'm going to let you know, they will have zero guilt. They will have zero guilt for this type of behavior. In fact, she'll take pictures of this ninja and put them and hit that ninja on social media as the dad that stepped up and call you a deadbeat. <laughs> I don't see many people deny. Yep. Somebody just said it. Ladies, where you at? Nobody will ever deny what I say. 
You might slightly disagree, but I'm hitting y'all over the head with pure facts. You can try to, you can try to lie to me, but you, you cannot. We won't let people lie to men on this show. We don't let you do it. You can't just be like, not all women, and I would never do. We don't let you do that over here. That's not going to prove what we experience out here. Where we at here? There's the Song of Solomon. Okay, thank you, man. I'm not very knowledgeable in that, so I'm going to have to check it out. I'm going to have to check it out. <laughs> Yo, that's the type of stuff they do. And you can be the father of the year. They'll be in court, and they'll be telling the judge who she don't know, who could be a pure Satanist, the judge, who could be uh, involved in debauchery. They'll be in there telling the judge everything you didn't do without one time representing you in one positive light. They'll have paper. They'll have paper on your ass, five to ten pieces of paper of all the things that you did or did not do representing you alone. Ninja, you would have took your kids to Disneyland, France, Paris, New York, you will have taken your kids, you have paid for private school, you would have bought all the shit, and she will not go in there one time and vouch for you. Not one time. She will paint you as the evilest person in the world. In the same time, in the same time, you won't, you won't ever request sole custody of your kids. While she's doing that, trying to take all of your custody away. Your response in that room will never say she should be removed as a mother. You won't do it. You will just ask for your proper parenting time. I want you to think about how sad that is in our world. Uh, we just showed you Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard would never say she should be removed as a parent. But she, on the other hand, will say you should be removed as the parent. And we support this system. The way we would support it is we never contest it. We support this system by seeing it happen and then looking the other way. Watch this. We see it happen and we do nothing about it. In his response, he never directly attacks the mother. He just says, I want to be with the children. The mother to get the children to be with her, will attack the father. This is our court system. You understand? This is why I do what I do, and I'm the best at doing it. And these will be the photos. These will be your evidence. And, oh, all women can do this. And all women have supported women who have done this. Sisters, co-workers, relatives, sisters-in-laws, nieces, daughters, mothers, grandmothers. All of you guys have been complicit in this conspiracy. So daycare workers, teachers, coaches, psychologists, therapists, professors. They have all been complicit in this conspiracy of not addressing what this reality is. Yep, and soon as Father Day comes around, I'm both the mother and the father. I had to do this all by myself. I'm telling you, we live in a crooked-ass world.
We live in an evil world. It's an evil world we live in. Okay. Uh, pastors, reverends, child care centers, social services, social workers. Everybody's got their hands bloody in this mess. So when you say and try to get me to explain to you why, what you need to do is tell me why all these people allow this. Judges, child support agents. That's what you need to tell me. I don't need to tell you why they do it. What you need to do is you need to tell me why all these people do it. Why these people allow it. That's what you need to do. Until you do that, you don't need an explanation as to why. Matt Walsh, monkey ass. Let's get up out of here. I think I got everybody. I was just waiting to clear the deck, but we got everybody. Currency says I'm too broke to worry about my mental health. And the answer is, if mental health was a thing, they would provide it for free. They do not. They want to get paid. There is and lies the problem. Listen, nobody wants to work for free. Shout out to Cam. Shout out to you. Thank you for that. And with that being said, thank you for the support. We're going to be back tonight. We out of here. Peace.